0: Um, I was actually thinking that for season two new start fresh yeah. start that we wouldn't do the thing where we start with like casual chat and okay. then um, and then someone is interrupted by the intro I, I think that it's just going to be alien what do you
1: think I this? think you're lying and you're going to interrupt me in five four three this is very embarrassing you know it's not going to happen oh he's not going to do it
2: yeah
0: yeah Sorry. What do you think, Steve?
2: Personally. Hello, and
0: welcome to What is Music? A music podcast about music. We are a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. We are currently in season two, which is called Are You Amused? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Muse. We're going through their entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like... Does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're of course asking, are you amused? And to clarify, we're asking if you are amused by the band Muse, not whether or not you're amused by us, the hosts of this season, are you amused, to which you are now listening. I am Adam Scott Glasspool. I am joined by my co-hosts,
2: Steve Murphy. Do you guys feel different? And Lucas Way. I feel exactly the same. Because I woke up this morning like dressed, I was like red spiky hair and a shiny jacket. And yesterday I had culture slat written across my chest and a leopard print thong. <laughs> and- oh, so, what I'm you're scared. saying is, with each passing
1: <laughs> what- season, you turn into a member of the band.
2: It's like Doctor Who. I kind of morph. Um, You've regenerated. And the band famously uh, covered the Doctor Who theme, didn't they? Oh, <laughs> pulling out the.
0: Good stuff. We are sometimes known as the big mates because we are big mates and we've known each other for a very long time. Um, what is this podcast, guys? I'm aware that some people will have been listening to us for a while, in which case welcome back. Hi. Uh, and it feels it feels like we have been gone for like a long time. Um, and if this is your... We haven't
1: recorded in so long, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's
0: been ages. And it's actually been like six yeah. weeks since we released like even like a proper episode. Um, If this is your first episode with us, which I'm assuming that it is for a lot of people... uh, Welcome! (laughs) Well, good lord! (laughs) Welcome, everybody! Yeah, welcome along! Um, So here's what we do on this podcast, right? It is like, it's us three going through an artist discography right from the beginning to the present day. We explore all of the biographical history, what the songs are about, themes that tie any album together and give our opinions on like well uh all of that i suppose (laughs) every
1: single bit of it
0: yeah (laughs) all of it and it's worth it's worth noting at this point that our opinions are what lucas would call dog shit (laughs) right
1: like (laughs) no 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 when you say the really nice things about muse those opinions lovely good job yeah good job when you don't like something dog shit wrong yeah (laughs) <laughs> Even if it's going to be like, I'm not sure about the thing. No, no, no. It's going to smash wrong, the reason shit out of the more,
0: And the reason no, that is... I will,
1: be more, I will be more objective than that. I'm going to... Guys, guys, I'm going to try You're gonna really guys... hard. I'm going to be really objective. I'm going to try really, really hard.
2: Well, that's good. He's going to be a big special boy and try really hard for everyone at home. <laughs> and that,
0: that is because uh, the thing that makes us a little different to other podcasts like this is that we are not really a fan podcast the three of us don't usually share opinions on music or artists so not all of the hosts here actively like muse so we'll get onto that a little bit later in a little bit more depth but what we'll explore a little now is is how the three of us listen to music very differently it's not just that we all don't like music that we all have very different ways that we listen to music regular listeners to the podcast will be well aware of that but for the benefit of new listeners a little recap let's touch on that briefly the name of our podcast is what is music and we've all answered that question already on the first episode of our last season which covered mandatory preachers if you want to go back and listen to what we think music is do that but i'm going to ask you guys a couple of different questions in that area Okay. Oh no! You're gonna you're gonna put us yeah. on the spot. Also,
1: those of you who have already listened to the ho- a whole season of this podcast, sorry, we're going back back over all of this. No, some Just of this will re- be retreading old be new. ground. <laughs> and to those of you who are joining fresh with Muse, welcome. You are my people. <laughs> Consider it
0: our, uh, you know, some of our greatest hits, if you like. <laughs> okay,
2: uh, sure, Lucas. Yeah.
1: What is the purpose of music? <laughs> <sighs> shit shit on my mind uh (laughs) see i immediately thought of the word entertainment but i know that you will immediately go how dare you that's abhorrent music is music is 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 an emotional experience to get something out of yourself that can't be said with words abhorrent that can't be that can't be said with just words but to me mostly music is entertainment entertainment something lovely to enjoy but also feelings but also (laughs) enjoyment (laughs) he's being so careful to cover every single bit of
2: ground to make sure
0: so yeah but, but primarily to you spoken like a true politician primarily to you music is a form of entertainment so with that in mind I
1: I listen to music more for the enjoyment than to derive a lot of meaning and emotion. Having said that, lots of songs make me moshi and feel big feelings. <laughs> but that's not my primary goal when I'm listening to music. It's mostly I'm listening to it for enjoyment. I listen to the music that I enjoy listening to. Well
0: this Adam, are you laughing at feeling big yeah, feelings? Yeah, feeling big feelings made me laugh. Um the I'm
2: just gonna do some gonna do some feeling of big feelings. Today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um that actually leads on to the next question because which is how do you consume
1: music spotify mostly great mm. well moving on like what do you mean like when do i listen to music or sort of yes what do you mean
0: well if a new album has come out by an artist that i like or an artist that i don't know or an artist i don't like i will sit down and do nothing other than than listen to that album from start to finish. I won't be on my phone. I won't have anything else going on. I won't be washing up or cooking or anything. It'll just be full focus on that album. I'm aware that that's creepy and weird
1: <laughs> staring <laughs> at your girlfriend <laughs> yeah I do that with one band. A one band only, and it just happens to be the band we're here to talk about. Which is <laughs> okay, cool. so any right. any other band, any okay. other band, new music. I, I listen to it whilst I'm working. I go for a walk whilst I'm cooking, whilst I'm doing whatever. I have music just like on on headphones or whatever. But with Muse, yeah. I will specifically when a new album comes out, headphones are on. Shut up, close the door, leave me alone. This is going on and happening. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh... So I do the Adam creepy thing, but I do it with just Muse
0: yeah and 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 just for the first listen yeah. it sounds like
1: first couple first few
0: okay okay that's that's actually interesting like
1: I'll, do a few, I'll do a few and obviously the thing is these days by the time a new music album comes out i've heard half of it already anyway
0: that's true there'll which, be like six yeah, singles days. brought out before the album before the album's out which mildly annoys me video. but i also yeah. can't
1: i know i could just not listen but i, I can't do that i'm afraid you can't not listen yeah. what are you gonna that's do unaccepted. not listen to a new song that's out what are we gonna do not listen out. to yeah. it Exactly. Shut
2: up. Steve, what yeah. is the purpose of music? For me, the purpose of music is to either change my mood or amplify the mood I'm in. Or now, I think that that was stolen from one of our guests on the last season. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, because what I do is is um I don't have any of my own opinions or um thoughts. And I um uh, pick them from other people and fob them off as my think own. That's
0: a direct quote from one of our previous <laughs> guests that you've
2: read no, on our Twitter no, account no. that no, i am posting. There's them. No, there's no there's no evidence of that.
0: <laughs> well you're in charge of the Twitter now, so you can go back and scrub that one from existence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: that's good. Uh how do you consume music? Um so in terms of like, yeah, if if a new record has come out oh record mm, i went for records. Yes, i like to go
0: for records. Yeah? Really, yeah, yeah yeah it really makes yeah. you sound like you know music <laughs> and what you're talking about yeah you're very if a music. record yeah.
2: <laughs> um if yeah if a if a if an album or record uh from a band i absolutely love comes out i will literally lie on the bed headphones on oh you lie down just listen to that oh, oh I yeah. Did,
1: I, yeah did i not mention that if yeah. i was first yeah. into music, it's a bit I'm, less I'm, creepy I'm i don't Eyes are closed. Headphones are
2: on. I can imagine, Adam, you in a dark room with some candles, but you're in an armchair in the corner just staring forward. Uh, it's, it's a very hard um, chair.
0: It's cause, like cause, an unforgiving chair. Because I don't too want to much be comfort will keep him, yeah. like, he'll relax a little bit too yeah. much. He needs exactly. to be focused. Yeah, I need to be alert. He needs, yeah.
2: <laughs> He's so upright. Um, so I
0: guess I've, I've answered how
2: I
1: consume music. Hmm. But uh, that's not how you listen to music every day. You don't every day go to your music cave in a, on your high chair and <laughs> stare at the wall. I was
2: going to say, like, I'm uh, yeah, I'm like Lucas for the majority of the time. If a new album comes out that oh, I want to do that, I'll just
1: put it on when I'm working. Yeah, or I put it on when I'm doing that. Uh,
0: and any album I haven't heard, I have to give it like full attention.
1: Even a band you are fairly eh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then Lucas you did actually cover like what I think the purpose of music is which is to communicate something beyond words like my what is music answer is the same as the what is the purpose of music um, answer Uh, but also I agree with you is that it is you know in its current state a money-making entertainment uh, piece of media
2: and there's lots of different things that music can be. You know, my favorite way of useful. listening to music is being at a house party and a guy's just got gets the acoustic guitar out at 11 p.m. That's my and favorite just plays way You wonderful. Wonderful, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's that my guy. favorite way to And that's not money making, Adam. That's just pure artist,
1: artist I pay that guy every time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I tip him. I give him money. Yeah. Do you? I tip him. <laughs> Yeah, but don't buddy, do it again. There's but my to be tip. fair, I think I think mm. the reason that
0: Steve doesn't pay those people is because usually Steve is that people. <laughs> <laughs> so Hello, he's the one, people. The, the one with the acoustic guitar at a party. Um, I've, so, I've yeah,
1: definitely so... done
2: that at some point. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't get invited to parties anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because of the uh, current situation. That's my. That's no, my not excuse. It's really a pandemic, Steve. <laughs> Everyone's just saying that. Everyone's just saying that to get you away from their party. What well, the whole
2: world this is all a reason. <laughs> yeah. So they have got an excuse not to invite me to anything. We all club oh together God. to yeah. orchestrate uh, this. planet Earth. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So I mean, you probably got from that that I am very emotional about music. I'm very analytical about music. I've done stuff like reviews, and I kind of. When i'm listening to music i tend to blend like that emotional response with a critical response and i'll read lots of articles uh on music that i don't even have any like intention of listening to i just like to read stuff about music
1: um lucas you're kind of the opposite of that yeah i don't i'm not very active in terms of seeking out new music like analyzing music Listening to new music. I'll discover that a band that I quite like has a new album out by accident. And be like, oh shit, they've had an album out for two years. <laughs> because I'm just not... I don't, I don't read the NME anymore. I don't do any of that. I've just kind of st- stopped as I got old and stuck in my
0: ways. Yeah, you're set in your ways now. Um, one thing that definitely sets us apart is um, how we view lyrics. So... I yeah. think that they are probably one of the most important parts of the song. I think you could have a song that is has no musical accompaniment and as long as the lyrics are good, you know, it'll stand up. Luke We're is, talking Scat Man. That's called a poem. No, not You just described a poem, I mean, didn't you? Yeah, but you know, they're often very linked. I mean, Bob <laughs> Dylan won the, the Nobel Prize for Literature for his lyrics, you know, even though mm. they're not technically considered literature I suppose um, but Lucas describe your relationship with
1: lyrics well you're also basing this off of Lucas circa a year ago before we did a whole season where you like tried to convince me otherwise sure sure and my opinion changed a little bit oh uh, but yeah I generally but I generally you know I don't I don't I wouldn't read the lyrics along with a song or a record. As yes, some might please, say please record yes we say records or track this is a music yep. podcast and so we will say record thank you very much yeah. okay mm. um mm. yeah i don't you know i won't mm. seek them out i won't i won't read the in sleeve of an album or whatever um i'll certainly sing along until my ears bleed but um so you know the words but if i can't make them out i'll probably just sing gibberish right okay <laughs> and but what happens in your brain when you do know the words well i said i, th- I said this last year didn't i is there will probably be songs that i know every word to but haven't really assimilated in my brain like the meaning or the narrative of that song i just know the words and and they're just uh connectionless words we did this a year ago to me it's another instrument it's another instrument okay. and to me the example I gave, and will give again, is I would listen to Siegel Ross, where they sing in a language I do not understand, but have a lovely vocal melodies, more than I would listen to Bob Dylan, who has mad lyrics.
0: Sure, yeah, but so, and so when you hear, uh you know, when you're singing along, or you hear a line that you can make out, there's no extra curiosity there of like oh i wonder what that means
1: it really depends on the art you know i think you're you're tarring me with a brush that i'm entirely without uh depth which no that's not (laughs) not what i'm trying to do (laughs) but but i just don't you know i'm not like you i won't seek it out i don't dig deep uh certainly there are certainly there are bands where i do it more with again muse is this example this is the this is this season is my time (laughs) <laughs> uh, Steve. and there are songs that certainly you know give me big big feelings because of some you know something <laughs> more meaningful about those lyrics that i relate to personally you know there are songs that have but that's generally more because something personally attaches me to that song yeah. more than like oh the the subject matter that this song is about i find moving you know it would yeah, be, but... be about my personal read than the actual what it's about yeah big, ma- absolutely big, big feelings yeah Big, big feelings, guys.
0: Big mates, big feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get that hashtag going. Um, uh, Now, I think we've talked about this before, but I would consider myself to be abnormal uh, when it comes to listening to music. I don't think anybody sort of like does what I do on a regular basis. Similarly, I would consider Lucas to be the other end of the spectrum and also be, uh, you know. Probably maybe slightly below what the what the majority of people do. Because I think that, like you know, I but I think then we have what we would call a normie on the podcast. I think Steve is the baseline of normal people yeah. listening to music. And then Lucas and I are at these like weird extremes of the spectrum. <laughs> so Steve, like what's yeah. your relationship with lyrics? As
2: Mr Middle. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so I I'll definitely like when I first listen to a record, guys, mm. I'm not gonna immediately start thinking about the, the lyrics unless something like sounds interesting and then I'll go in and have a look and I will look up lyrics. But I wouldn't necessarily dive deep if I don't really care about it. Um certainly on my like my favourite bands I've gone in and, and really looked at the meanings of the songs and actually really learnt the lyrics. Have you ever done that where you really you go into a gig and you wanted to learn the lyrics? Uh, we just we no. just spent a whole year doing it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I certainly did in my little emo phase. I was like, well, I can't shout along to My Chemical Romance and get the words wrong. Oh, <laughs> that would no. be embarrassing. As Lee didn't that want to be embarrassed.
1: embarrassed at the gig for singing that was it wrong.
2: All about just being seen at those
1: gigs as well. Oh no, yeah. Steve. Yeah, uh, um, I think also the other thing to bear in mind is the band I would. Be most likely to do you know a deep read of which would be muse because they are yeah. my they are my people uh <laughs> also in terms of like lyrical depth aren't necessarily the top of the pyramid in terms of having That's... as much to do a deep read of and Probably so accurate yeah. and so you know i know you know i think muse fans are fairly in agreement that matt's not exactly the the deepest lyricist there's some cool lyrics there's some bad lyrics there's some all right lyrics but he's not he's not bob dylan like what hang on what no so matt bellamy and bob dylan yeah yeah two different blokes oh yeah whole different human beings oh what oh yeah that's all my notes kind of
2: i
0: I know you've never i know you've never seen all of my thinking on this i know
1: you've never seen them in a room at the same time but i can promise you they're not the same people so i haven't seen bob dylan live no you have have you seen muse because you know chris from muse yeah? He is Bob Dylan. Oh,
0: that's right. That's what
2: I'm oh, getting yeah, confused yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: with. Yeah. I knew Bob Dylan was in the band, and I knew it was
2: one of them. <laughs> Matt Bellamy, Dom Drummerman, Dom Drummerman. Uh, yeah, that's his name. And that's Bob right. Dylan on and bass. Bob Dylan, yeah. a.k.a.
1: Steve. Say it again. A.k.a. Steve. AKA, a.k.a. Steve, AKA what's his name? Steve. Steve, what's his name? Come on. First little challenge for you. What is the <laughs> bassist of Muse's name?
2: Right, are we... Right, so, okay, I have to say, we've made, right, I, I, for some reason, we've made so it many doesn't jokes. not require this much. Just no, we've made so question. many jokes, I'm, I've got to explain, we've made so many jokes that I can't get his name right off mic, that it's beyond a joke now where I just will never get it right. I want, right, this, this is my genuine, this is no bits, yeah. is it Chris? Chris. Well, well first of all, was Chris. that Chris? Was that Chris? or was it Chris? Chris. 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 Is it Chris? <laughs>
1: Is it Chris yep. Wolfenstein? Oh, it's not far off, <laughs> to be fair. Wolfenstein. That's why um, they call him the Wolfman. You're thinking, no. of, you're thinking of... Oh, you're getting ahead of yourself there with a bit of simulation theory, lore. Uh, <laughs> what?
3: Chris. Chris. I can't <laughs> um, even say the You're kind of mixing Chris. up his actual
1: surname with Wolfenstein, as in, like, the video Castle, game. Castle Wolfenstein is, on Wollstone base. home. Castle, Castle Oh, I won't <laughs> remember that.
0: Just remember yeah. Castle Wolfenstein,
1: and you'll be fine. Chris Wilsons, what you fuck? I can't do it now. <laughs> Chris Wolstenholm is his name, Steve. No, it won't. And go next in. week, I'll be quiz. I'll be quizzing you again next week, and I'm going to yeah. continue to quiz you until you get it right.
0: Okay. And that is a piece of you know stuff that you don't need to know if just to like enjoy the music. If that's what you want to do, if you want to be strictly about the music, you don't need to know band members' names. But on this podcast, we go in deep. We like to talk about the context of an album or the context of a band, or the context of whatever it is that we're talking about. And what do we mean when we talk about context? So we kind of use context to refer to anything that isn't the text. So that includes subtext, which is like hidden or secondary meaning to songs and music. There's paratext, which is all the things that happened to bring the text to where it was. So the recording, the release, the tour, stuff like that, that's all paratext and actual context, so how it was released, how it was received even when it was released, but we also look at like how that context has changed over time, so uh, you know, albums that were released years and years and years ago, we'll talk about the context of it coming out in 2003, but we'll also talk about the context of how it kind of sits in the musical landscape now, because those things do change. A good example of that is um REM released an album one of my favorite bands REM they released an album and it came out to sort of like mixed reviews and then six months after it had come out they announced they were breaking up so suddenly it became their last album their final album yeah Yeah. a piece of context that wasn't there when it came out uh or or bowie who released an album and then three days later passed away so it became something
1: completely different uh in light of that context and every time you use the word context there, I felt the listeners drop off. Yes, That's we, we lost 10 That's listeners for every single mention of the word context. With each contacts. time you said the word context there, went, mm, a bit dry. We lost a bit 90% dry. of them when we said, hello and welcome to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I pay a lot of attention to that context already. Uh, maybe you guys don't, but also I'm not aware of it all when it comes to Muse uh, because I'm not a Muse fan so that's lucas's
1: job um so well this is sort of a good the, the segue into what is sort of each of our relationships with the band right
0: yeah 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 so i guess let's let's talk about like our general opinion of the band and then maybe we'll get into our journeys sort of like how we discovered them you know something like that lucas why don't you start us off yeah. with how you feel about the band muse about British alternative rock band Muse, Muse, the Muse. Yes, the Muses, the, 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 muses, the,
1: muses, the Muse, muse the Uh Muse Brothers, <laughs> L Muse Brothers. <laughs> that was what they were called for a few years, between about 2004 and 2007. They changed the name to L Muse Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't um, know, slipped like under a, the radar. Not many people. Know. Not many people know that. I did not and know that's that. That's what we're bringing. And that's the kind of <laughs> stuff <that> we're bringing. <laughs> Uh I love Muse like I would that of a family member.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. No, I just, you know, they're they're my favorite band. They've been my favorite band since I was like 12. I've, you know, really? they've always been they've always been there with me. And regardless of what they do that might be some of it less good and some of it real good. I'll always still love it. Like I will I'd probably, I'll, you know, I've, I'm, I'm locked in now. I'll probably give an average Muse album a better score than an incredible album by someone that isn't Muse, just because I love them. And then you my, have that emotional attachment. They're my boys, yeah. And you know, they're your big, strong boys. And you know, I it's it's almost become not not you know, it's almost become like a bit of a hobby. You know, like I buy all the shit, all the ridiculous overpriced box sets. We'll yeah. do. I mean, we'll get to Lucas's merchandise corner with each episode. Yes. But, but I bought so much stuff. You know, I go to the gigs, Excited and at this point now, going to the amount of gigs I've been to of theirs, it's just about collecting songs live.
0: Well, yes. New listeners won't be familiar with your spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So I've got a little
1: spreadsheet, <laughs> and it just keeps track of what songs I've seen live and how many times. Because at this point, when you've seen them, I think I think it's twenty now times okay, in the in the last long. in twenty times in twenty years. No, wow. 18 years I think I, th- I first saw them in 2003 So yeah, 18 years uh, You know, I've seen Plug In Baby 20 times Because they always play it, right? So yeah, now yeah. it's more like I want to collect new songs I want to see something I've not seen 15 times before So yeah. it's just about getting little bits if they play a little b-side oh yeah baby add it to the it's list it's also so you can look around seeing. at the
2: people around you and look really smug like hmm, yeah i actually know <laughs> this one yeah, mm, yeah so i'm you, pretty sure anyone
1: would probably know most of those songs because they're going to the gig i think if you're well, i'd go to see muse and i wouldn't know a b-side right shut off. up <laughs> Yeah, that's a good okay. point, Steve. Actually, this is a band that's shut played up. on the
2: radio a lot. Yes, yeah, a good point, but also <laughs> shut up. Steve. But also,
1: but also, these days the tickets cost about eighty quid a pop, so you got to really want to go. You know, you are not going to casually gonna go say, to a like, music gig.
0: You say like, oh, it's mostly about sort of collecting songs, but surely it's also about to see what mad thing. Oh, I mean, at this point, you know, it's, yeah, it's
1: it's it's the live experience, right? I mean, we'll get into it, but for them, the live thing is more important than the album thing, in my opinion, and from what I've read. In the opinion of the band, they are sort of uh, often held up as one of Britain's, if, if not the world's, greatest live act. For good reason, because they're fantastic live. You yeah, wait, I've, you I, like Muse? I quite like Muse, and I quite okay. like seeing them live, and no, 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 I've done no, no, it by a few times now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, over the few, over. I'm the just years. catching up, but yeah. So just to, to sort of go back. I got into them in 2000 and probably about 2001. So Origin of Symmetry would have been fresh out because I saw, like, Newborn on Kerrang! on TV. And then Channel probably probably downloaded Origin of Symmetry off of LimeWire because I was young and couldn't afford A to badass LimeWire. Lime what, what a lot of rebels. Lucas turned Lime up Wire. on his motorcycle and then yeah, downloaded it on LimeWire. Uh, and um, <laughs> I, I, I seem to remember, actually, I seem to remember Origin of Symmetry was an album where I... Uh, Got it via illegitimate means because I was eleven and couldn't afford music, but I made my own front cover for it in a little CD case. Yeah, oh, so I got man, it on the disc and then I drew that. the front cover myself. You drew it in like, <laughs> yeah, I would have drawn it like in in like pencil, like coloured pencil on yeah. the front of my little jewel case. So I've yeah. kind of got it. Nice. Don't worry, I've since oh bought God. it about forty times. Have you still so they've got, got that? Do you they've think? got their money out of me. Either way. I don't feel that guilty <laughs> about the fact that I probably downloaded it when I was 11. Is that what uh, you yes, based it, your
2: Origin of Symmetry tattoo on?
1: Because that looks crap yes. as well. Well, yeah, that's to go into a little bit more of how much they my boys, is so I've got an Origin of Symmetry tattoo on my arm. I, I am joking for the record. We'll have to post a picture of that on the Twitter. I for know. the record, guys. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I've got Origin of Symmetry tattoo on my arm. It's not very original. I know a few people have got the exact same tattoo on uh, Good it's just me. a yellow square. You chose a really weird bit of the album cover, just that <laughs> yeah, like, yellow. Top I just right chose a bit of the. I just chose a bit of the lyrics from inside the the, the inside the lyric book, and I just oh, chose yeah. the word "the." Yeah, oh. yeah. So you just got the the the, on you, yeah. Like,
2: yeah, that's that's my muse tattoo. I'm now what trying to think was, of when which song is that, is that, that has the word "the." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, go on. Hang on. It's harder than you think.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to try and think <laughs> off the top of my head like where there's the word "the." The last. That showbiz. Yeah, Origin Symmetry, mate. Uh, come back to me in like half hour. Plug okay. in the baby. Plug in the baby. That's it, yeah, plug yeah, in yeah, the yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. And so, yeah, so I, <laughs> I would have discovered them then, and they basically immediately knocked Blink-182 off of my favourite band oh, list. Because at that Jesus point it was Blink-182, because I was 11 cause... years old and they were they were my boys at that were point. you wearing big shorts he's probably wearing such big shorts <laughs> out of and... the
0: frying pan and into the fire
1: and then Wait. they immediately became the favourite band and then they just remained there ever since and I saw them live for the first time in 2003 on the Absolution tour and basically never stopped what is it you wow. like about them probably the music <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Yeah.
2: Thank you for listening. We've so been in I'm, I'm,
1: music. I'm, I'm quite big into like into like bombast. I think is probably the word that I, is what I respond to well in music. <laughs> I feel I like, like I'm going to use that word a lot. I like big. Yeah. I like big. I like 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 big overdram- big feelings. I like dramatic. I listen to a lot of film scores, so I like respond to that sort of big drama in my in music and Muse deliver that in spades. You must right? love That's, musical theatre. I love a musical. Yeah, musicals. Great. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just yesterday, I was talking to the to the other half about. When lockdown's over, what 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 shows we're going to go and see in London in the theatre yeah, to Canton. give them? You know, they need that. They're going to need that bump, aren't they? When the theatres reopen, they're going to need people to get out there and go to theatre. So I'm going to go a lot. Yeah, and I'm going to go it's... and see the Muse the Muse uh, show that they're going to one day do. I was going to say, like, it's mad to me that there hasn't been a Muse jukebox musical about the apocalypse. They've they, they've actually at one point. I don't know whether jokingly, but they have talked about like turning simulation theory into a musical. And they talked about it with drones as well. I think they might have talked about it with drones. I'd be there. Like Green Day did it with American Idiot, like kind of doing the same thing. But But then they did the simulation theory film, which kind of did that. That's the the thing. isn't,
0: Isn't that what Muse do with their shows anyway? They kind of already have like a sort of,
1: not. Yeah, but imagine you could do it with actual actors, like having speaking roles, and like yeah, and actually, they wouldn't have yeah. to turn
2: up, and they would get loads of money.
0: Yeah, that's quite true. A few quid, I that's the best thing is
2: that they yeah, don't have just to turn get other up. people to do it. Because I'd yeah. go
1: all the time, all the time. at yeah, residency every night. So has your faith? It's oh, no, probably been... enough of me waffling on about how much
0: I love Muse. No, it's not because I I want to know if your faith has ever been <laughs> tested. Have you ever <laughs> wavered in your fandom of Muse? It's okay. I, I, think don't, this, think it, no, I don't think. No, I generally don't think it has. <laughs> it's a safe. I don't space. think it has. I you mean, can tell you know, us if it has,
1: there's been there's 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 been albums I prefer more than others, but mm. they've I've, they've never dropped off the number one spot. That's for sure. So you've basically been some kind of fan of every album. Yeah, even the ones that I think are weaker than the others, I still enjoy, and you know, I'll just skip the songs that I maybe think aren't quite so strong.
2: I I've definitely pretended, I liked an album of a band that they released and it was, like, my favourite band. I'm like... <laughs> oh, because yeah. you felt
1: too guilty to yeah. not like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, this oh, it's so good. And in my head I'm going, oh, my God, I don't like it. Well, spoilers, it's yet to happen, but, like, I'd be curious to know if they released an album that I truly thought was bad, whether I'd f- trick myself being like, no, but it, it's good, though, guys. It's. I mean, I yeah. think there's probably a few songs scattered around their discography, that are objectively not great, but I still enjoy because if it's still a good it's still a muse song right like it's still a muse song, so it's fine <laughs> that is something There's, about muse they do release muse songs they do release songs that sound distinctly like the band muse hmm. that's L- true L- that Muse brothers true. <laughs> yeah so i mean
0: uh yeah that that syndrome of, of pretending to like something that you oh. don't know is bad because of syndrome be emotional i don't get (laughs) that because of the emotional context uh will henceforth be known as postcards from a young man syndrome Um, okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly what happened to me with that uh manix album really lucas just briefly without too much spoiler stuff what are like your favorites least favorites from across their entire career albums songs whatever like what are your highlights and
1: lowlights so look on my wall that you can literally see on zoom that's the that's that's the holy trinity right there. That's the trilogy. That is Origin, is Symmetry, Absolution, Black Arts, and Revelation. All of them. Chef's kiss. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'd probably say their weakest album is probably Drones. Okay. But, yeah, fine. Like songs-wise, like highlights. I mean, I don't want to go spoil everything. Do we want to spoil everything? Just give us a little little taste. Give us a little taste. I don't know. I couldn't pick um, a favourite song, though. I could... Little... I could there is... Um, in fact, I'm definitely not going to say, but there is a so- There is at least... I can tell you, promise you, there is at least one song that I think is fucking dreadful. At okay. least one. Okay. Wow. There's ones wow. that I think are like, mm, but there is one that I despise. Interesting. To, okay, like, so it offends me deeply. We will... <laughs> we'll get to that in oh, God. five months. In- oh. Oh, God. We will...
0: Yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Um... Do you want Mr. Middleman or do you want other end of the spectrum?
1: <laughs> Let's go middleman. Let's go from positive to negative. Yeah, yeah, we want to. Okay, end all right on then. Note. Go on then, Steve. We're not going to end though, are we? Because then we're going to carry on talking about Muse for another two hours <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Steve,
0: what's, what's your uh, what's your experiences of Muse? What do you think about Muse? I like Muse.
2: Wee! I don't podcast over uh, yeah. two to one Wee. we win yeah that's everything's a competition <laughs> Lucas wins Wee! um yeah I, I like them I've never I've never I've just got no strong feelings towards the band and that's so dull isn't it but like I've seen them live and it was amazing but that I was at a I festival was, wasn't it so it wasn't yeah. a,
1: a muse tour or anything It was no I
2: saw them at, I, it was Glastonbury and they did the Origin of Symmetry set front to back you know the album front that was reading oh you came to
1: hits. that as well then you came to reading oh was that reading yeah so you've seen the. Did twice. they not do that at
2: glastonbury no oh well then i saw i saw origin of Sim- that 2011? That Was that 2011
1: 2011 okay I, yeah i was at that reading so you came to that with me
2: yes no
1: <laughs> oh we did bump into you though we I did remember bump bumping yeah, into you yeah. yeah so you saw this that. is great
2: for everyone listening
0: yeah, yeah. yeah So 2016 would have been the drones tour yeah
1: 2016 was drones at glastonbury yeah So right. you would have seen that and i went to that Okay. Uh, you, you went to that with some mutual
0: friends of ours uh, Alex and I went to go see Sigur Ross Instead which may have caused Lucas A small heart attack if he had to choose between them No I um, see Muse well, come on,
1: Sigur uh, i I've seen Sigur anyway. That's fine. I've seen that. Yeah, they're great. I'd, okay, need, to see right, Mu- that's... I'd need to see Muse but for the 42nd time. on the spreadsheet. I'd need to see Muse for the 42nd time. Yeah. Um, what I... if they played a B-side that I'd not seen before and I missed it, guys? What, Glastonbury? I'd be livid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Glastonbury. But we,
0: we, we met up after the set and, um, and I, I asked, oh, how was Muse? And Steve, you said, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. Brendan yeah. went... Yeah, it was alright. And then Quinn went, It was shit. <laughs> so they're <laughs> definitely a band that like divide opinion. Anyway, yeah, sorry, Steve. Yeah, go that's on. But right. yeah, no, like-
2: yeah. I I loved every minute of that. Like that was just a good, great, pointy, shouty, uh, absolutely smashed kind of band to see at they that just point. How really They just know to put good. on a show, don't they? Yeah. Uh it was great. Um but yeah, I sort of first heard them on a Kerrang compilation CD that my brother got free for with the magazine. Um, and that had Plug In Baby on it, and it had all sorts of things like Alien Ant Farm and stuff on it. But um, oh, yeah, so Plug In Baby, they a great was like, company then. <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, because he, I sort of absorbed all my music through my brother's bedroom. I think from listening to h- hearing his music playing, I had a couple of bands that I was into. But then, like, I, it's sort of same with all new metal around that time as well. Like, I, you know. Uh, that so? Huh, he, so got, I borrowed you got his your
0: CD. You got your taste and
2: opinions from someone else. Yeah, which is surprising. That's weird. I know. That's someone <laughs> yeah. like you, Steve. <laughs> but yeah, that plug-in baby was on that CD, and that riff just instantly made me fall in love with it. Like it was something so evocative about that sound, and it was like nothing I'd ever heard before at that time. Because yeah, I would have been what, what eleven, 11 or whatever 12, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um But it, it's such an iconic riff, and yeah, that that's the first. I heard of it. Yeah. but it Have you ever triggered...
1: sort of bought an album or listen or like actively listened to a Muse album in full? Or have you just more like, you know, the singles, yeah. you know, the bits I've, and bobs?
2: I've no, I've, I think on the lead up to going to Reading, when I knew they were going to play Origin of Symmetry, I listened to the that album front to back for the first time, only a couple of times. And that's the only time I've actually sat and listened to a Muse album. So um, you've never heard a full Muse album before? No, no. You're yeah, no. a maniac. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um but yeah, I remember like I remember the, the plug in baby music video on Kerrang or MTV two or something with the the woman in the
1: bath, all the tentacles and stuff. Cool sure. shit. Um I don't don't remember that at all. <laughs> well we'll yeah, get like, to the episode on music videos in about <laughs> eight months time. So otherwise So yeah. look forward to.
2: Yeah. I only really know the singles, I guess, and like even like Origin of Symmetry, like I said, even though I've heard that I'm I'm not overly familiar with it. Um I think I heard Muscle Museum much later.
1: For example, like despite it coming out before it. Well, yeah, mm. I mean, I certainly listened to Showbiz after Origin because I yeah. discovered Origin first, listened to Origin, and then went back to Showbiz.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so that's sort of me with Muse, really. Like sort I'm, of... I'm looking forward to sort of diving in and hearing what an album front to back sounds like and hearing Do how. Do you they... sort
0: of keep up with them these days? Are you aware of the singles they've released recently that have been on the radio at all?
2: Apparently not, no. Oh like, really? I went, yeah. So, like, when I was I was an online delivery driver um, and delivered food, and I would have the radio on constantly. Just had Radio One on all the time when I was what at uh, eighteen, nineteen, or something. So the songs that would come through on that, I would absorb. But now I just wouldn't. I didn't even know they released Simulation Theory recently.
1: Your probably right. your knowledge of what Muse are up to is is seeing what I've been going to live and seeing the pictures <laughs> I post of their mental yeah, gigs. Like, probably oh, they must, yeah, be in, they must be on
2: tour then because Lucas has been to a few gigs. <laughs> I remember a song sounding a bit like Queen at one point, and I, know exactly I don't what song you're talking about. Do you? Okay, I don't I know exactly which <laughs> um, twenty
0: songs you're talking about. <laughs> no, but there's yeah. one in particular he's talking about, and if he's,
2: I, he's. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, otherwise I, did, I don't really know anything off their latest album. And I wouldn't, I, mean, I haven't, especially now doing this, I've not I've deliberately not
1: gone and listened yeah, I mean, to I, stuff further ahead. To go behind the behind the scenes a little bit, Steve's, back uh, Steve's, Steve's girlfriend is a Muse fan and she played him algorithm and I kicked off and oh, said, it came on don't random. Do don't do I that again. Picture. It came
2: on random. I took a picture and said, hey, Lucas, look,
1: it's your favourite band. And he was like.
2: Fuck what you. are you doing? Don't listen yeah. to them. It's
1: out of order. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you'll appreciate it more, Steve, when you've you know had that journey before you get to
2: yeah. that song. But my girlfriend is very excited we're doing Muse because she actually likes this band. So she well, might yeah, actually listen so, to this series. So
1: my fiance last season didn't really listen much because she had no interest in the Manic Street Preachers. Neither did I. Until we then <laughs> spent a year covering them. But yeah, this so. year she is actually like, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be listening along. I'm going to be up for it. You know, I've dragged her to some muse gigs at this point. So, you know, she she's familiar with them. That's mm-hmm. really nice and exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, I think there was a public argument of you guys on our Instagram of how many shows she's seen. That well, great to watch. she said she got dragged to see them on the simulation theory three times. And I said four times because she doesn't consider... And Adam can give the correct answer to this. Would you consider a gig that they play before the official tour, like the, the with the show... They played Albert Hall, tail end of, fucking, I can't remember what year it was. And they played songs from Simulation Theory, but it wasn't like the Simulation Theory live show. Was that part of the Simulation Theory tour? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, it, it, that it, tour it's all 14. part of
0: the promotional duties for that album, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Some bands mm. do entire
0: tours before the album comes out.
1: Yeah, so she's wrong, and I'm going to call off the wedding. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep, okay. I feel that First, strongly. It
2: was a catalyst. It was
1: a butterfly effect from that shit hot chocolate she got you, uh, and now you're calling off the wedding. Really alienating for new listeners. There, talking about hot chocolate gate from last season.
0: Well, they'll have well, to go back and learn all the lore, won't they? Two hundred Listen to hours, all yeah. hundred
1: and twenty hours. Or I think we're allowed to reference last season unless
2: we're uh, unless we've been uh, uh, men in black little blinky things. What do you like about them? I want to use the word that Lucas said earlier because it's great and I want to use it a lot, but bombast. I like, right. first of all, like, I love riffs and I like riffs on guitars and riffs on guitars. And also, and when riffs. they play riffs on guitars. And when yeah. you get the guitar and you play a riff, that. Great. Right. That um, you like riffs. Yeah. Um, so there's that side of music I really like, but also I, I yeah, like, I really like musical theatre. And so massive overblown Ridiculousness can top something, even if it's not particularly great. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if it's not particularly great, because it's so stupid. (laughs) I could, and so that's what I'm really expecting by the latest stuff from just some
1: images I've seen and stuff. I mean, they certainly go there. They certainly. I'm aware of one
2: song being called "Smell My Glove." What is it? (laughs) What is it?
1: Which no, one yes, is... Steve. no, it's called Smell My Glove. It's called Smell My yes, Glove. Steve. Yeah, Steve, it's called Smell yeah. My Glove.
2: No, Behold, behold My Glove.
1: <laughs> behold, the glove. comma, the
2: glove. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's a commerce. Behold! Uh, that's not, it's that's
1: yeah. not like an album track or anything, though. It's just a little something off the soundtrack to the Simulation Theory film. Don't get I too don't excited care. about that. I don't care. It just,
2: sounds stupid, and I'm all in. It sounds like. I'm not, like Spinal I'm not excited
0: about like the song. I'm excited to find out what the glove is. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Why we must behold. Glove. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> people listening,
1: please avoid any pictures that involve the glove. In, okay, any, okay. in any of our in social my head media, it's like a... we spoil it for these guys, because they <laughs> have yet silk. to behold the glove. Is it like a leather glove? <laughs> yes, it's leather, Steve. Oh, it's a leather it's glove. A dirty oh. leather glove. It's just a dirty Lovely. leather glove with blood <laughs> with, dripping off of it. And it's red and uh, it's got spikes on.
0: Steve, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, so you like all that stuff, and Muse yeah. do all that stuff. Yeah. Why
2: haven't you sort of delved a bit deeper? Why, why are you still on the fringes of their career? I generally think because um, I don't know what era it was, but the songs I heard on the radio around the time when whatever they released, I just thought, oh, I'm not too fussed about this anymore. I guarantee it's 2009.
1: Yeah, that, seems to that be sounds off off. about yeah, right. What did I say? How old was I when people. I was in
2: a delivery driver, 18, 19? That yeah. was 2009. There's a definite drop yeah. off point for a lot of people. Maybe that is it. Is that, and that's the sort of trend we've kind of seen on our social media, right? When we've yeah, asked people about yeah. their Muse stories. is that A lot of people say, or, or the
1: exact opposite of people don't get into them until pop I can pop remember muse, some songs muse, muse not doing, then,
2: it wasn't stupid enough, and it wasn't riffy enough. And I remember thinking it was just a bit dull.
1: Yeah. And there's people that, that get into quote-unquote pop, pop Muse and then go back and listen to the older stuff. And then there's people that really were into the older stuff and then drop off and then there's people that just love them throughout and and enjoy the the variety that their career offers there's also you know i th- this
0: happens a lot in 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 music especially when bands who you know especially when bands become big there's sometimes just a little bit of snobbery about which era was sort of best and uh we're going to try and avoid that i think
1: yeah, there's definitely, I think, I mean, there's a lot of snobbery around Muse, not in terms of in the fandom. I actually think the Muse fans are fairly kind of clued into the fact that they are quite silly and mm. have, you know, some not, pro- I, don't say, no, I won't say problems, but they're, you know, objectively, they're not necessarily as deep or as, you know, clever as some of their contemporaries, but they're fucking fun and big and ridiculous and incredible Whereas I think there is a lot of snobbery around from the people who dislike the band. Hello, there's, I think post post black holes and revelations. <laughs> yeah. There's a definite is that so <laughs> grow up, <laughs> and that think, probably leads us on to Adam <laughs> Scott Glasspool and where he lands with Muse. Um,
0: Muse to me are three incredibly talented musicians that sort of take influence from a lot of very interesting places and they do some things that are genuinely unique in the musical landscape and they blend genres to make a sound that I have absolutely zero interest in hearing Uh, that's that's sort of like how I can sum it up I think Uh, I you know you said there was a very distinct drop off point for some people I am one of those people uh, I bought, Absolution would have been my first Muse album. Uh, I bought it in the US for some reason. And I didn't know anything about them. But by that age already, I was just reading a lot of music stuff. And I had heard that that Muse album was good. Yeah. Um, and it was a big album in our like friendship group at the time. Um, f- uh, our friend Fry was listening to it a lot. Um, another friend who will remain anonymous was listening to it a lot. Alex Ollis (laughs) Um, Joe uh, our mutual friend Joe was very into Muse uh, and that was the point at which I was probably closest to Joe so a lot of that is tied up into the album Absolution gradually I became very obsessed as I am wont to do Uh, (laughs) I filled in all the gaps in the discography Black Holes and Revelations was a a day one purchase and by that point uh, I was dating someone who was very very into Muse so again a lot of that is tied up into that album uh, both good things, by the way. I have a lot of like pleasant memories wrapped up in. Uh, I mean, I think we're certainly going to cover albums. a
1: lot of uh, personal memories that the albums for sure. Have for for us. sure, certainly um, for me, there is some some heavy emotional baggage yeah. with some of these albums. I can imagine. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll, we will. Yeah, we'll get to that when we get to it. I think. Yeah, that's going to be a difficult. Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved. Of Origin of Symmetry when I went back and listened to everything. Uh, I've always been a bit cooler on sort of showbiz. I don't really remember Hullabaloo. Uh, I've seen them live a couple of times. Both times. With me? The black... Yeah. yeah. Not <laughs> that we saw each other at the gig. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, both times were on the Black Holes and Revelations sort of era. Wembley Arena where they played the whole album from back to front. Um, and then Wembley Stadium on the Saturday night. We, we queued from like 1pm through a thunderstorm. Um... And then I walked away from the Wembley Stadium gig a bit disappointed. Which is an
1: interesting take because that gig is considered fairly seminal of Muse. But then I think that's why you lost them, isn't it? Because Muse became a stadium band. I agree. And and then two years
0: went uh, went past in which I go travelling and I go to uni and I discover a lot of other music and I mature quite a lot in general. And so I think I just sort of grew out of Muse. Because Muse is... Muse is ideal for emotional teenagers and their music just sort of no longer spoke to me coupled with the disappointment after Wembley which was sort of caught up in
1: this idea that the prophecy had been fulfilled do you know what I mean <laughs> what they become the stadium band they were always meant to be yeah are exactly. kind of like I'm I now I can stop
2: the yeah, story the, is the,
1: over this the saga has been complete exactly <laughs> now we're, really we don't need loved. to do we don't need to do four more seasons of this show <laughs> The
0: thing I really loved about Muse was that they were sort of underdogs and they were a huge band disguised as a small band. And there was a really interesting tension between them making this like grand, emotional, hysterical music and coupled it with this stadium ambition and ludicrous stage shows, but they weren't a stadium band yet. They had headlined Glastonbury at that point in like 2004, but that was as a step up after they couldn't get their original headliner. So after Wembley, yeah. uh that tension sort of completely disappeared. Uh like I think they should have
1: broken up then. They had reached their logical that's a, conclusion. That's a like a that's a much more interesting take than I expected from you, which I just expected <laughs> I'd stopped. Like I stopped liking the music, so I stopped. But you've created a little narrative around it in your head. You've got like a little headcanon oh, around the- like, Around the story of Muse and where it should have gone.
0: <laughs> that, that three like normal guys who were like incredibly talented musicians from Devon could work their way up, and genuinely work their way up to weird stadium headliners. And Muse were weird at the time, was like mm. so cool to me. And then it is coupled with what you just said, Lucas, because I heard the resistance, and it was that classic thing of a band that had played a stadium. Now, thinking, well, now we have to write songs for stadiums. So instead of them writing stadium adjacent songs with like pangs of strangeness coming through, and even, you know, a lot of those early albums have like a tongue in cheek sort of winking quality to them, they're now on the resistance writing these kind of earnest, maudlin songs
1: designed to fill stadiums. And this, I think, will be a debate that will come up repeatedly, which is that. You think the tongue in cheek ended there, and I think the tongue has only buried itself deeper in the cheek. Well, I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I think they've, I think they are to this day fully aware, and it's all a bit of a wink, a bit bit of a
0: nudge. Here's some more, maybe another bit of nuance is that I agree, I think that Muse do have their tongue planted in their cheek, but that is not received by an audience en masse. I think when you become that size the nuances of that kind of irony gets completely lost.
1: I think that's probably fair. I think in general not to, I, like,
0: again. I like change in general like we saw that last season I love it when bands mix stuff up so it wasn't purely that like <laughs> oh they've gone pop now so I don't like them because I you know I haven't heard simulation theory properly I think I could be here for simulation theory like muse doing a full-on sort of pop synth record sounds right up my alley but it just seemed a bit cynical like a bit like well we have to write stadium hits now we have to write hit singles because of the success of something like starlight something like Supermassive black hole they were like we have to write singles and then from my perspective having not caught up with them very much after that they just continued down that path
1: are you are you dancing around the phrase sold out? Or would you not go that far? No, 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 no. I don't think they've sold out. I think... Here's how I would describe it. I think
0: Muse stopped trying to be the best band in the world and started trying to be the biggest.
1: Nice. Good take. <laughs> <laughs> um... And notice that my blood pressure has stayed stable despite yep. you saying things that hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually hooked
2: up to a machine and he's got a display on his uh, Zoom camera of his blood pressure. Yeah, they are—they yeah. are
1: like a bit lame now, though, aren't they? Like this is, be mean, a and bit. This, and this gets into what I was talking about. About there has now become a snobbery of the pe- from the people who don't like the band, thinking yeah. they're lame.
0: They are though. They sound that their their closest allies. Imagine Dragons and Imagine Dragons suck. I mean, <laughs> I don't, don't say that because I fucking
1: hate Imagine Dragons. But there's loads of crossover in the fan base between Muse and Imagine Dragons. Yeah, but that's also just like being contemporaries and stuff. I mean, I would say this. Have you imagined some, Dragons say,
0: though? I, oh. I mean, that's part of the reason I don't like Imagine Dragons is because it
1: makes me Imagine Dragons and it's too scary. It's, yeah, too it's scary.
2: a bit scary because they're really big. I, I mean, yeah. I'd
1: probably say they. Also, probably would mirror maybe, let's say, an aging U two in terms of yes trying to be massive and big. And I mean, around the time when they got massive, they played with U two for a bit, and I think yeah, that kind of that kind of spoke volumes about where they were at and where they went. And you know, U you, you two, um, I'm, I'm I'm a bigger fan of
0: U two than I am Muse uh, at this point. I think having originally, I've kind of swapped them over. 'Cause when I was into Muse I hated you two. Um and now I
1: sort of respect U two as the LGBTQ. I I statesman. like you two and I and I like Muse less, yeah. But I think your yeah, your your position is more interesting than just I don't like Muse convince me otherwise. It's you were obsessed with them for a while, there's some albums you love, you dropped off, but you're also kind of oh, curious to see where you go now. They would have been in my top five bands at one point for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I remember, I, love, us, I remember that. Like, I remember yeah. us being obsessed with Muse, you know? Yeah. 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 I remember
0: being in college on the morning that the Wembley stadium tickets went on sale and going into the like communal IT room IT to,
1: buy to buy tickets. tickets. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember doing that. I bunked off because I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure I was home and safely at a computer. <laughs> to get those so I didn't go to college. He arrived on his motorcycle. I was a rebel. You, I didn't go because the tickets were more important.
0: That's sort of my history with Muse. But do you want to know what I don't like about it? F- by all means. One is that uh, the lyrics are a problem for me. Uh, you can tell that he was writing from a very young age. A lot of his lyrics are that kind of 16 year old it's us versus them sort of thing um but who is them like they've always been sort of vaguely political but like who are but, they like actually aiming I mean, at never specific <laughs> no exactly the, big, the, the man the, the big
1: capital they you know yeah, like, exactly they and the, the them the big them and that seems like such a wasted opportunity
0: for a band that flirts with politics of their size they could say some very important things to quite a diverse listener base and they choose not to and they take a lot of influence from Rage Against the Machine who have lyrics like some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses and you know exactly what they're talking about and raging against and Muse it's all very
1: sort of it's all sort of uh, vague you know and I think also probably because some of it is also raging against um, f- fiction, like right. fictional. <laughs> what is the it? <laughs> fictional Big Brother of of its as in it's not just moaning about the current government or yeah. Boris or whatever. It's moaning about the Lizardmen. hypothetical, ju- lizard men world order that are secretly behind it all. Which is a lot harder to be specific about your dissent against because it's ultimate because it's ultimately largely a work of fiction. So well, that's Which we'll then. kind of get into is, Matt, is Matt's love of of conspiracy. Well, that's and the madness. thing, and,
0: and something I wanted to ask you that I actually struggle with, like listening to a lot of their music now, is are they now a weirdly right wing proposition?
1: <sighs> I don't like that. <laughs> the problem is being a performers consp- being a conspiracy type person has basically been co opted by exactly like, the context has MAGA, changed by MAGA
0: yeah but doesn't Matt Bellamy yeah. sound like someone who would be talking about the dangers and possible mind control abilities of five G yeah
1: <laughs> 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 it's I, I'll be I'd be very curious to to see what the next album does because that I would say has become much more of a thing in post whenever they last wrote it an now album. seems more dangerous yeah. doesn't it? yeah and it would almost i don't know but it's hard isn't it because you know the last album not to go into it in too much depth but simulation theory isn't really about anything real and yeah of yeah, yeah, today yeah. it's well, mostly it's about, about simulation, about sort of like fictional isn't it? imagine the matrix it's you know it's that kind of level of i've, I've thought i don't like you know yeah conspiracy not that i've ever sort of been on board with like the conspiracy stuff that matt bellamy is into I find it it's interesting. Yeah, I can't say like, that
0: I was at Wembley Stadium going like, "Yeah, stick it to the lizard men."
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> hark! That's about the mind control station from Alaska. Like, no. Yeah, exactly. I was just going, "Fucking hell!" Look at that mental stage show. How amazing is this? But yeah, I know what I mean. Nowadays, the sort of being a bit of a conspiracy nut has become a bit of a dangerous thing. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here in terms of <sighs> yeah, especially in
0: light of recent times because they could double down they could double down on the you know the stop the count uh the election was stolen conspiracy theory sort of stuff you imagine
2: know if they just went really trump really <laughs> imagine the next trump. album is
1: literally called make america great again <laughs> <laughs> they just come out with a red hat awful. you say be... you say you say have i ever fallen out of love there you go that yeah that would I'd, I'd, I'd really struggle there i'd be like Oof.
2: you know first of all you'd be like oh, it's ironic, please. Yeah, it's ironic, guys. Please (laughs) use (laughs) it. You
0: you know know how I love narratives and stories and everything and and how the narrative of the last season was finding out whether or not I could fall back in love with Manic Street Preachers, right? Yeah. Here is my narrative for this season, okay? I would like to find out that I'm wrong about my... uh, kind of my view at the moment that they are vibe chasers, and they tend to cling on to whatever is popular at the time. So we talked about them, playing stadium so therefore they make a u2-esque stadium album and then dubstep became popular so they make a dubstep song did and they then rock huh? sort of started to infiltrate radio one again so they decided to go back to their roots and make a rock album and then oh wait synthwave is a thing let's do that because it was popular five years ago and i think it's wearing their influence on their sleeve and i don't think they think too heavily about stuff like that or second guess themselves but it does come across as a bit a bit it's a bit like watching your dad listen to new music (laughs) do you know what i mean (laughs) like the idea of matt bellamy and the
1: boys doing a dubstep song
0: do you know what i mean it's just a bit it's faintly
1: embarrassing steve's reaction to discovering that they did a dubstep song by the way was fantastic (laughs) and that means steve hasn't heard that song and I'm i'm all in I'm, I'm all excited. in steve i i really steve. don't think i like dubstep but steve. i just want to hear that go on what what it fucks does it <laughs> it's so good
2: it is the repeat
0: stars and stripes of their career is what is it i bet i love it
1: something but I haven't um, heard it in about. But so the thing, so- the thing with all, the thing is with all of this music, though, is and the thing we're gonna like a lot more than the last season is we will talk a lot more about the live experience because with Manix mm. it was yeah they played live and it was perfectly, it, it's perfectly good and fun and I'm sure they're great live, but it's such a big thing for Muse, and there's songs that are something on the record but live take on a whole different sort of yeah you know Ooh. supermassive black hole kind of a bit of a. You know, not drum and bass. What's, what's the word I'm looking for, Adam? R and B. What's the R and B type beat? You know, quite poppy and fun. Live, it's pretty fucking heavy. Like they kind of chug it up a bit and just they their chug sound live. It makes it. They it just, just makes it. it much more. And it makes it much more of like a fucking big hitter live, which is very different vibe to what it is on the record. And I think that applies to most of their songs. That they kind of you see it live and it kind of elevates. And I think. You say, like, I think I think every album there, when they're writing the songs, they're thinking about what that would be live. I don't think they would finish an album and then go, how, how do, we do we turn do this it? into a live show? Yeah, I yeah. think they're probably thinking about it. Apart from the songs that they never play live because they hate me and don't want <laughs> me to complete my collection. <laughs> well, if we ever get them on somehow. Well, just, yeah, well, they're going to come on. I mean, and we, know that, we know your... that right? we know they're listening. We know that they're listening. listening. They're yeah, obviously listening to this. Why wouldn't yeah. they be?
2: Hi, Christopher Walken on bass. Yes. Um, uh, I've already, for- I mean, obviously that, but I've already forgotten it.
1: What's your- the call, Steve? Continue. What's the drummer's name? The drummer's name? Yeah. Dom? Yep, And his surname is... Is... Uh, can you... Yeah, good.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> um, uh, you, say, huh. you know it begins huh. with an H.
1: Huh.
2: Huh. Dominic. Wow. Dominic Hur, Dominic Her. Yep. How I think Dominic now. How? Dominic Howard.
1: There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah! There go. <laughs> Got there
2: on my own. Well done. I'll forget that in about know, ten
0: seconds. Obviously, we know Matt Bellamy. Um, Matt Bellamy is a
3: a weird guy. Of...
0: <laughs> anyway, so to sum up, uh, how I feel about Muse. Used to love them don't like them anymore. I'm open to liking them again because I'm not that familiar with anything after The Resistance. I've heard Second Law a couple of times. I think I've heard Drones once. I think I've heard half of Simulation Theory.
1: And I think where we're going to struggle a little bit and where you last year were very good, you got me on board with the Manic Street Preachers. So for those who hadn't listened to last season, I was basically, the roles were reversed. Adam, super lifelong fan. Me, knew knew about three songs he, he kind of convinced me like, you know, I'm certainly not a mega fan, but certainly there's, I enjoyed them and plenty of their songs and their output. And when they tour, I'll go and see them with Adam now and enjoy it. Can um, I come? But the difference oh, is, no, Adam, thank you, Steve. What? no, thank you. No, you're not invited. <laughs> the Lucas no, will no. be seeing them with me. The yeah. difference <laughs> is, uh, I think Adam is very good at analyzing music and giving that deep read. And whereas I think Adam will do a better job of, con- of, saying why he doesn't like a mew song as to why I think it's really good and so he's going to win. But what and if I just I, well, I don't I don't think I'll get I don't think I'll convince you. What if I convince you that you don't like them? Then, then we can't be friends anymore because that you've, so you've then ruined one of my great joys in my life. And then I've got to get tattoo moment? removed. I'm already getting one removed on my other arm. I've then got to go and get a fucking Muse tattoo removed because you've convinced me I don't like them. You could change that into something else. Easily. I'll change into some cactuses or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Easy. Uh,
0: well. If you'd asked me back in the day what my favourite Muse album was, I'd have said Black Holes and Revelations. And my least favourite currently is The Second Law, because I remember not enjoying that at all. Yeah, I remember you not enjoying that in the slightest. I, remember- I
2: don't yeah. think I know even the artwork of that album. I remember you kicking off about it's that Good album. artwork. Good artwork. It's quite like cool the artwork. I of The Second uh, Law. I'll say that about it. I like same the can't be
1: said. Same can't be said for all the albums.
2: So what do you like about Muse, Adam?
1: Yeah, give us what you do
2: like about Muse.
1: Or I, did I like, you like about
2: Muse? I like that they were a weird,
0: uh, like band that seemed like they were a stadium band but had that tension of not being a stadium band. Um I like how I do I do genuinely like how dramatic they are. I fucking love a riff. And I think, right, that they are you know, they do have some bangers and they know their way around a weird pop song. I love Supermassive Black Hole. Nights of Sidonia is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard and I love it. It's you it's know <laughs> Yeah, but then they just sort of disappeared up their own arse a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, probably um... worth
2: pointing out at this point, although it's very obvious, is that if you are a Muse fan listening, that we're not going to spend however many months just saying how great they are. And I think that's very <laughs> apparent right now. When Adam said, they disappeared up their own arses.
1: There will be a, there will be a, a fair balance of opinions on this. I mean, we're I'm going to be extremely yeah. positive. I think Steve's going to be pretty on side for most of it. Yeah, I just like uh, him. Just knowing what Steve likes about music. And also, Steve just likes liking things. Yeah. Steve's yeah, a positive I like... guy. and yeah. uh, you know, uh, I would like to say a... that I'm also a positive guy. And I also like liking mm. things. Nah, you hate things. You hate everything and things. <laughs> yeah, you hate uh, everything and things. But I would say I'm, I'm very interested to see. I don't think you'll get convinced. But I'd be very curious to see if you fi- if you almost find a little... You see a charm in them. I mean, you. I think you said, I think... You, you you thought that maybe late muse could charm mm. you was what you said yeah that I'm even if you that don't they've... necessarily get super into it that you kind of think this is a bit fun now though i'm hoping that resistance to
0: drones was like a weird middle period and then simulation theory has gone like full
1: circle where i like like that again now cuz it's i mean if you're going to like so them for going so over the top yeah i mean if anything's going to make you do it it will be the simulation theory live show yeah if anything's gonna make you go okay they've they've not only jumped the shark but they've done a full loop-de-loop around the shark and now i'm on board <laughs> is there, <laughs> there a shark it, does I matt bellamy he, jump over a shark i think, in this, think if in you Related don't if he on a motorbike show. and yeah. leapt over a shark. yeah, yeah. i think i think if you don't get on board with that i think you never will at that point okay, okay. I, mean, oh. pa- I mean i also oh. don't know what i also don't know how much more ridiculous they can go without the shows <laughs> genuinely costing like 200 quid a ticket well, I mean, let's they find cost out. enough. They cost enough last time round.
0: Let, let let's find out. Here, here's here's how the show works. We're gonna go album by album, track by track. And today we are Lucas, you've selected four early demos to get us kicked off and get a good idea of what they sounded like when they first started as a band. Um we're gonna go through the history, we're gonna go through basically like everything. This is the bit that I did on the last season, which means as I'm sure Old listeners will be terrified to hear I'm about to hand over to Lucas, um, because Lucas is going to fill us in on the biographical sort of stuff, and today we're going to start at the real basics, see how they formed as a band, and then we're going to listen to some demos and, and give some thoughts on those. Lucas,
1: the controls are yours. And our listenership... Has just plummeting plummeted <laughs> or, just, or just i'm just seeing notifications like our twitter followers are just dropping yeah <laughs> we so, haven't even released this shit. We we're released just it, recording they just sense but it. they know <laughs> yeah <laughs> they can sense that 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 adam's less in charge now power and the, has the, shifted and the, the plummeting quality that they're about to experience would would you like to start with
0: you, or do you want to hear what me and Steve know about the well, early my days, first, including band members? The
1: absolute first thing I have on my little notes I've got in front of me here is, Adam and Steve, tell me what you know. Mostly for Steve, because I think Adam okay. probably knows a lot of this, so I'd like to go to Steve Absolutely first. Absolutely not. What do you know about where Muse came from? Well, I know they're
2: now from Devon, because you said it earlier. So I'm aware that the band's from Devon. Good job. I had no idea that they were from Devon. Where did you think they were I, from? Do you know? Did you know uh, they were British? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. I um, narrowed it down. Can I just shock you? Yeah. I know nothing about Muse. <laughs> I know absolutely. <laughs> I know absolutely zero. Um. I, I. I. I don't. I gen. All I know is that they did showbiz. That's all you know. <laughs> Was their first album? And we're not even
1: going to talk about that today. <laughs> and I know
2: that it's Matt, Dom, and Chris. I know, and it's Matt, Dom, and Chris. And I-, I know nothing about how they started. I assume they were quite in a posh school.
1: That's that's what I imagine. I think a lot of people would have, would have assumed that incorrectly. So,
0: have have some guesses. Have some guesses.
1: Have some guesses about yeah about
0: what their early the days, town, the town that they're from. <laughs> Just oh, guess a don't. Town in my, my geography is
2: terrible. <laughs> I, I'm going to offend a lot of people if I say a town in Devon. God, Plymouth. Plymouth? Is that Cornwall? Oh, oh shit. Plymouth in Devon or Cornwall? I don't know. I'm going to get know. this wrong and get murdered. <laughs> uh, Adam, what do you Okay, how, Adam, you move move on about? On to you, mate.
0: <laughs> uh, <different clears> They're <throat> in Devon. Yep. Um, is it Tynemouth or tinmouth tinmouth I, I think Tinmouth, but I hedged my bets was <laughs> it <laughs> well, yeah, I tried to do both, yeah, they've known each other from school, I think I think they're like they are also big mates, they're three yeah. big mates again, um, but, yeah, Matt has always been kind of like a virtuoso musically playing piano from a very young age, uh. He, he's kind. He oh, he he's kind of from like music royalty a little bit because a little his bit. Dad, yeah. his <gasps> dad was in the Tornadoes, Doctor uh, Bellamy, who did uh, 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 Telstar in like the early '60s, which is very early synth music. Oh. Um.
1: They for- Were they just sort of formed a band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, right? like... I mean, to be absolutely fair, I mean, I'll go into it, but it, there's not like some m- magic story about how they got yeah, together. Yeah, I know. Like an I, alien... Sp- they think... didn't fucking come from space or anything, as much as they oh, wish, they, they had. Oh, they should have
0: come from space. I think that that band was
1: called either. Oh, don't say it. I want Steve to guess. Can we... When we get there. Okay. Oh, what, they haven't yeah. always been called I views? really want Steve to guess some of their early names. Oh, they had several
2: names. How could I
0: guess the names? I only I only think I know half of one of them. <laughs> like, I, I'm i really not oh, sure. Oh, well, I, I think get, I... We'll get there.
2: We'll get there. I think I might know this. Oh, go on, Steve. I think I might know one of the names. Well, okay. Go on,
1: throw it out then now. Even the it's fucking up all like, my notes in order it, of what I'd written down. It's like The
2: Murder Dolls,
1: but it's not the band The Murder Dolls. Oh, I, that's, I had rockets. They, they were called, they were called had... the murder dolls, but not the band, the murder doll. <laughs> I had, I had rocket dolls, is what I had. Yeah. Or I had rocket
0: babies, and I couldn't remember which it, one it was. But they it must were be rocket dolls called,
1: the rocket baby dolls. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
2: Exactly. So just of David course. Brent fingers gift. Of course, <laughs> it was the rocket
1: baby dolls. Of course, given the yeah. choice,
0: Muse is both. It's all, any yeah, yeah. and all. Uh, yeah. Do you want <laughs> do you, have, any possible, idea where that name? Please. Any
1: idea where that name came from? Uh, no, no fucking mm, no. idea. A, a Japanese softcore porn that Matt had seen. Brilliant. <laughs> <Okay>. Great. <laughs> cool. And go onto our Twitter to find a link to that. <laughs> yeah, someone could track down rocket baby dolls. It turned means. up at
2: practice. Tom, Chris had a fantastic wank last night. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. But also, great Bandit. name for the band. Let's is that, there you, is that kind of all you absolutely,
0: know, Adam? There's absolutely no way they get to be a stadium headlining band with the name Rocket Baby Dolls.
1: There's I mean, no way. One of their names that they had for a while, we'll get to it, I'm pretty sure is now the name of a band that is... Known. Okay. Interestingly. We'll get Oh, there. Wow. Fleetwood it's Mac. the Rolling Stones. Is that <laughs> kind of all you know?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, So sort of kick it off, yes, they're from Devon, Tynmouth in Devon, which is like a small coastal town what, no. with absolutely nothing to do for a teenage boy uh, because it's, you know, very much in... Well, except watch Japanese softcore sports. porn. Except watch <laughs> Japanese softcore porn and start a band and... Yeah. You know, and that's about it um yes adam rightly pointed out uh matt bellamy is son of george bellamy who is the rhythm guitarist in the band the tornadoes who had a kind of a sleeper hit with a song called "Telstar," uh which was the first ever british song to reach number one in the u.s billboard charts and, wow, it, was, and, and it stayed there for five years 5 years? What? 5 years? <saffes> no 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 That's, no no. No 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 5 weeks. All <laughs> w- oh, right, okay. 5 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> five? Was... Um they were you know they, they, they weren't a one-hit wonder, but they were kind of a bit of a one-hit wonder. They didn't like stick around. He he you know ultimately he ended up stick becoming a plumber. He he didn't he didn't live the life of a rock star. It was kind of They were someone's backing band, weren't they? As well. Pass i'm afraid I can't
0: remember it was some someone and the tornadoes um
1: adam i've actually given you a little clip of telstar uh if you wish to play it so steve it, can hear it. Is it track one it's track one and just i think i would say there's an interesting just listen to the guitar sound and i would okay. say actually this is a bit more interesting than just nothing I don't think there's no influence there. I mean, it sounds like Knights of Sidonia. It sounds yeah. like Knights of like, I mean, yeah, we'll get can, there, but it, yeah. it very distinctly influenced Knights of Sidonia yeah, later yeah. on. There you go. But I think that's just quite cool, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's one
0: of the first um, sort of instances of uh, a synth being used in pop music.
1: Yeah. Really? Is it a synth? Yeah. It sounds like a... like. It sounds like one of those little... um stylophones stylophones yeah that's it yeah it but sounds it, like one of those but it is it's it's a uh, yeah it's a synth oh neat uh ne- neato matt obviously likes making his guitars sound a bit synthy but we'll, we'll yeah, get there yeah. when we get there in about 10 weeks time <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah uh adam kind of right matt was a bit of a virtuoso from a young age so uh he started playing piano i think when he was around nine and was pretty damn good at it from what I understand. Um, he's good at it, yeah. He's quite good at it. he I mean, <laughs> Adam <laughs> used the correct word. A bit of a virtuoso. Uh, he mm. wasn't into guitar when he was that young. Um, he sort of would listen to classical music and learn it by ear. And then when he got older and he got into sort of grunge music, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, Rage Against the Machine, which aren't grunge, but... Obviously a massive influence. Adjacent. Adjacent. Mm. He'd basically work those things out on piano because he didn't play guitar at this point. So wow. Oh, learn, so he was a wanker. He'd work out <laughs> Jimi Hendrix riffs on piano. <laughs> um, he They weren't Steve wrongly. <laughs> Steve <laughs> wrongly thought they were sort of from public school. No, no such thing. They were just very much from very standard uh, state school kids. Yeah. Um, definitely matt's like middle class mother- though right oh they i mean they were decidedly middle class they yeah, were certainly yeah. not not working class but they weren't you know posh eaten school kids or anything like that they were very much your standard sort of state school lived in devon type chaps chaps chaps, chaps. <laughs> big they were big chaps. chaps they weren't lads they were chaps you they know. were the three okay. big chaps three chaps <laughs> um matt's mum Matt's mum was a local uh, mystic, so... (laughs) What does that mean? She would, like, she'd do seances, and from a young age, Matt and his sister would do seances with his mum. God, that makes so much sense. I mean, it it really tracks, doesn't it? He would sit and do Ouija boards and seances with his uh, mother from the age of nine.
2: I was brought up terrified of the idea of a Ouija board that I would unleash... You know the the entrance
1: to hell, did you oh, ever do like, one, or are you just scared that you'd accidentally accidentally stumble across a Ouija board, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, like I just find one in my loft. I remember like being warned about Ouija boards when I was a child, like it's real, so you've never done one.
0: No, don't want okay, to Okay, so bonus episode idea guys. <laughs> nope. The big
1: mates do a, do Ouija, a Ouija board. board. Uh, uh, do, you, do you know Darren Brown we the, could call the TV it, the T V call it Do Ouija Love Us? Oh, shut up, you absolute twat. Do we <sighs> Yeah? Uh Darren Brown, the TV like whatever you want to call him, magician, whatever what is he? Uh, yeah. he did yeah. like a he did a special way he did like a glue he did like a, a national Ouija board where everyone did it with him or something. I did okay. that. Nothing happened. Uh, but yeah, he, so he'd do sort of seances with his mum. Good end to a story. A great anecdote. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of tracks, right? He'd do Ouija yeah. boards with his mum. Uh, I love
2: that she was a local mystic. Yeah.
1: She was kind of like known. Uh, and she gradually became, I mean, this is to people who believe in this sort of thing. I personally don't. Uh, ultimately became a full blown medium. Mm. His parents split up, uh, but not fairly dramatically. Uh just family yeah. know, dissolved. Um Oh my god.
2: Oh my god. His, his family dissolved. <laughs> it's because they did the Ouija board Adam. they did the
1: Ouija board and <laughs> get let out. <laughs> I told you they were dangerous. The warnings were there and they fucking <laughs> dissipated. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh When well, sort of when it, by the time he was a teen, he was he hung out with uh he was very good friends with three local witches. Uh, and they would go out they would go out into the woods and do spells Yeah, cool. and Matt would play, so at this point Matt has picked up the guitar, he picked up guitar at 14 and he'd play like classical sort of flamenco you know, steel, uh, nylon string sort of finger picking type guitar and he'd go out into the woods um, or abandoned houses with his three witches and sort of play (laughs) guitar and sort of accompany their spells. What a prick Cool (laughs) Uh, 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 At one one point, he described those three girls as his muse. (gasps) Okay. All right. I was wondering what you're going to say. He described Uh, them as his rocket baby (laughs) doll. But as he sort of got older, he got a bit less interested in the... He stopped doing seances with his mum and getting involved in that. For real, boo. He more got into... He got deep yeah. into science and physics and space, which also tracks yeah, a lot. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. ultimately, that sort of, that sort of led down the the path towards being obsessed with aliens and conspiracy theories and the idea of them. Cool. The, of the, the big the, capital yeah, letters. Them. The the thems. Uh, Dom Howard. Uh, he Power was the, he was the cool it. kid He was much more the classic cool kid uh, He was like Oh Don was the cool kid He was the cool one So he was in okay. local bands And had the cool friends And was like a bit of like a stoner oh, I would definitely and have put my like money on Chris the cool being the cool one Well so yeah. Chris moved to Tynmouth when he was 11 From Rotherham, Yorkshire Okay, which is the home of the Chuckle Brothers. So that's <laughs> it's, relevant. All it's all context. All context. all Good context. Um, he moved. They moved to Tynmouth after his his dad died when he was young from alcohol abuse, which affected Chris a lot yeah, later into sad. his life. Um, he was much more of a lad. He was a football playing lad. He was into football and video games, and he played drums. Oh. In a handful of local bands. So yeah, no, yeah. Dom was the quote-unquote cool one. Uh, they're both a couple years older than Chris. Chris is actually the young one of the band as well. That's he's mental, because he's also so team. much bigger than the other two. He's a giant man. <laughs> yeah, and you think, of, you think he's like the dad of the band, yeah. but he's actually not. Um, all three of them would play in local bands and would sort of tangentially be aware of one another because there was quite a big local... I mean, in a town like Devon or in Tynmouth, where there's fuck all to do, kids would either get into being crims or they'd <laughs> or they'd play crim's. like or they or they'd play in a band was basically like the options that you had in terms crim's. of entertainment in tinmouth which is not an interesting place to go yeah fair. um absolute slam to tinmouth yeah because... sorry if you're slam. i mean a bit a bit i've been there and it's lovely okay um, it a pilgrimage i did, did a, pro- oh, there, they did a there. they did a gig okay. there in 2009 okay, so yeah, Don was sort of like your cool rocker kid, very into like Nirvana and grunge music and things like that. Matt was, uh, he hung out of like the rough crowd and would wear a shell suit and was a bit of a naughty little boy. He <laughs> wasn't like, he kind of was secretly a musician. He's kind of secretly incredible at piano and could play guitar possibly when he was actually sort of hanging around with like the rough kids and kind of was quietly a musician. Huh. Um They played, they sort of play gigs at the same time, but not in bands together. Uh, And Matt basically saw Dom play and wanted to be his friends. So he went up to him on the seafront and basically said, can we be friends? What a creep. (laughs) And they became became (laughs) friends. So those two started a band. Um, Any guesses as to the names, Steve as to some of the early names of the band that went on to ultimately become Muse. So it was uh, just, just Matt and Dom and and bassists would just come and go, basically. They kind of just played garage rock music, not really anything in, and they didn't have a permanent bassist. Uh, Pigeon Bitch. Pigeon Bitch is good. They had, in, over time, names such as Carnage Mayhem. Carnage Mayhem is good. Oh, my God. That's the yeah. name of a band who fucking love Nirvana and just like, yeah. playing loud and playing fast, right? Um, Youngblood, which is now someone, right?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, but that so. phrase has been around a while and I imagine they didn't spell it like he does. No, it wasn't spelled with a U, but that's, that's someone, right? That is a current well, no, it musician. Would, it would have been spelt with
0: a U because there's a U in the word
1: young. Mm, but not One in blood. to Adam. Uh, that name didn't last long. They then went on to Gothic Plague. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Gothic plague hi, is a good hi one. Hi guys. Hello. Hi, hi. Hi guys. Yeah. Hello. Um, that gothic was gothic that was basically plague. when they started playing. It's basically after they got into the Cure and they basically started playing sort of weird gothy, grungy, proggy sort of so they, weird. Music. They got into the Cure and then literally put the word goth. and literally <laughs> put the word goth in their song and in their band name. Yeah. They.
2: I mean, With bear in the mind, yeah,
1: these, they're like 14, just give, cut them some slack. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, okay. sure. You can just kind of describe them as a mix of Nirvana, Rage, and The Cure. Just riffy and grungy, but also kind of had that yeah. sort of sure. gothy yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. element. Um, their first actual gig, well, just the two of them at this point, uh, they also played alongside another band called Fixed Penalty, which featured Mr. Chris Walsonholm on the drums. terrible name. Well, you might you might want fixed, to take that back, Adam, because penalty. as far as I understand, as far as I understand, Adam, <laughs> fixed penalty is still a band. Are they still fucking called penalty. fixed penalty? So, you're, uh, so you might be slagging off a real band here. Fixed penalty. If you're listening, uh, change your fucking band. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, th- I, I think it's still in fixed penalty, but Chris still plays in a local pub band in Tynmouth, and uh, on drums. Oh, cool. Because I mean, we'll get into it later, but Chris is the one who has stayed the most grounded as they've gotten bigger, right? Okay. Whereas Matt and Dom are the two who have more gone dating you know, models rock star. and driving Ferraris, yeah. and yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, they played a gig at the same time. Uh, fixed Penalty headlined, fixed which penalty. Matt fixed was not happy about. Penalty. So he, uh, he joined them on stage to play Lithium on Kona, cool cool, 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 because their cool. bassist couldn't play cool. it. Um, but Matt was pissed off that they weren't headlining, so he smashed the stage up. Really? What a prick. Matt sounds like a wow. real... Fixed, r- fixed penalty. He was, Sorry, a a, a was, a a, was a bit of a... difficult guy. He was a bit of a difficult young boy.
2: Um, I, I don't want to get stuck on fixed penalty, but it reminds me of a band name that I suggested that got laughed out the room once in one of the bands, and I wanted to call my band This Way Up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, fixed penalties. It's is a be- very similar, similar kind of. I've I seen mean, some words somewhere. This way, up, this way up. I'm guessing it was based off of a sign you saw, right? Yeah. So or fixed penalty is like what you get on a speeding ticket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know someone who is once in a band called Diversion End, which was taken off of a sign that oh, they saw at the end of a road. Wow. Oh my god. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. Um, yeah. Chris was kicked out of... Oh, so maybe Fixed Penalty answered did a band because Chris was kicked out of that band because he admitted he liked status quo. Oh, that is... Oh. Well... <laughs> they kicked him out. <laughs> and that was that was deemed not cool enough that is, and he that was is kicked out of sin. the band. Yeah, that's a sin. <laughs> uh, right. So he then joined Matt and Dom. He Bear in mind, he's a drummer at this point, so he just said, I'll learn to play the bass. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, the bass yeah. is not difficult, so... No, I mean, he's quite good at it now, yeah. Oh, say. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's uh, but to just pick up quite laud- for a gig. Like if if someone he's said he's quite lauded as a as a very well regarded bassist. Absolutely, because they if, needed one. If someone
0: said to me, "You've got to play in a band tonight. Which instrument are you picking?"
1: I'm picking bass. I'd sing. Yeah, but you have an awareness of how to play a guitar-like instrument. I mean, no, I do agree with Adam because I. Learned to play bass so that I could be in a band with my friends. Yeah, and, it was very yeah. and they were called Fixed Penalty. They were called. <laughs> yeah. They were called. No, they were, they were called Fixed Penalty. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is the three of them, the three amigos, finally together in a band. And they formed Chris, genuine peg, and they formed a band uh, that, as you have already
3: <laughs> genuine. Peg. Oh,
2: Lucas, you're just becoming aware of how frustrated adam yeah i mean this was me last year, year yeah. adam yeah.
1: trying to tell the story and yeah, me yeah. just giving him some kind of dog shit <laughs> yeah uh, i yeah. mean you know the band that they formed you know the name Muse. Steve, what was it rocket baby dolls it was rocket baby dolls oh. uh and they basically they mostly just played covers of nirvana sonic youth rage against the machine oh
0: sonic youth cool Q- i mean it was
1: it was like the early 90s right so they were playing you wouldn't have music. liked them lucas
0: you hate music
1: that sounds um, like, I like Sonic. Niv- youth. I like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. like Nirvana. So maybe um, they did write one of their own songs uh, because they're all outsiders from Tynmouth, They wrote a little song about about the people who don't you know the, the locals who, who oh don't take to the outsiders very well. Yeah, them. It small minded. <gasps> oh, Ooh. it's the them. That's the start oh, of the them. yeah, it's the them. It's the start Which, of the thems. And it's the all start the albums of the are other. about. It's the start of this. Yeah. the them. That yeah. you, the them's. Yeah. It started right away. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. right. um, Adam was nearly on the money with them winning a, a, a talent contest, which was that their first gig as Rocket Baby Dolls in February 1994 was a battle of the bands. Right. Okay. And they won that, did they? The Rocket,
2: the Rocket Musy Boosies. Yeah. It's it's just it, yeah. it's
1: just how many people can you get in a room usually? Rocket Baby Dolls uh, didn't get people in the room. Uh, they got the, the, lest we forget, the witches are still around at this point. Matt's, Matt's witches. Okay. So they basically oh. doled them up like anime goths right, for the right. gig. So, I mean, there is video of this gig, just FYI. Okay, it's been camcorded and you can find it. So we will probably share this on the Twitters. Um, but Matt basically let them style them all up as goth pixies because he wanted to try and have it off with them. Okay, okay. The, the gist
2: um the the, and he had to style them like that and that's how we would get to yeah have it off with them
1: yeah he yeah Yeah. i mean i can quote i can read the quote if you really want is it is it problematic i fancied one of them and honestly i thought i might have a chance with all three of them honestly i got close they were our only three supporters at that battle of the bands and they said let us style you so they turned us into goth pixies I
0: don't like Matt Bellamy as much as I did before I started this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, have you never? Did you never do that? Never like let? I let a girl dye my hair purple once because I fancied her and thought, like maybe she'll like me more if I let her dye my hair purple.
0: No,
2: the other day my girlfriend painted my toenails and dyed my eyebrows. So I guess I'm still doing that at 31.
0: Dyed
1: brows. So, yep. so, so, Steve, thirty-one, <laughs> is is similar to a fifteen-year-old Matt Bellamy. Yeah, I don't. Well, we know I, at this point. I don't think we want to <laughs> cross the <that ground laughs> He sounds um, like a problem. The uh, so the gig was basically enthusiasm over ability. Uh, they kind of realised they weren't really very good, so they thought they'd just go mental. uh They smashed up the stage. They spray painted all the equipment and the van, the equipment van outside. They basically got everyone to storm the stage and they won because the judges said they were taking the piss. And they let them win. They they gave them the way yeah, they won because they were because why not? They got the W just because wow. they kind of just because it was mental. So fair dues. Oh, They yeah. realized that live you got to put on a good it's show. More about that than the music. Yeah. Uh, only a week later, they renamed themselves Muse. Oh. Uh, do you have any ideas? Do you have any ideas why they were called Muse? uh because of the witches the witches uh so there was he talks about the the witches being his muse uh there was an art teacher who described muses for you know artistically and matt liked the word but the main reason is basically it's short and will be big on a poster <laughs> because if you've got yeah. a short name yeah you can print it big
2: yep yeah yeah that's true fair yep. do's yep. fair yep. do's that's where one of the biggest
1: bands in the world and the reason they've got that name is because it would be big on a poster yep yep fair enough so that's basically yeah. they played one gig and muse are basically muse are basically born off the back of one gig yeah newborn uh, oh something about newborn um and then they basically spent the next few years just trying to get bigger. There's not really anything that particularly dramatic or interesting about it. They just did the local they, band. They thing definitely seem like a of, band that like became a band, and then they were a band, and now they're a band. And then they worked <laughs> at being a band. Do you know what I mean? And they yeah. just worked, and they kept doing gigs. And for the most part, they went. Uh, they they play cover songs to enthusiastic crowds yep. because people like hearing Nirvana. And then they started trying to go their own and playing their own music, and they'd play it to uninterested gentlemen's clubs and oh. pubs and people who didn't want to hear—not gentlemen's that's a, clubs. That's a strip club, right? <laughs> what am I looking for? A working working man's clubs. right? right? There right, we go. Working are. man's yeah, yeah, clubs gotcha, down in gotcha. yeah, working men's club. not clubs. not gentlemen's clubs. And they kind of just gradually, you know, over those years, worked at uh, getting bigger. At one point, they did get a manager. But it turned out to be a guy conning them, that he drove them over to France in a in an old ambulance for a gig. They tried to take their kidneys. There was no gig, <laughs> and he was smuggling, quote, probably embellished, 10 million cigarettes back to the UK. Okay. So he basically oh. used them for a little bit of light crime. Because they were young and they didn't know <laughs> what was going crime. on. Lime. Yeah. <laughs> They, yeah they basically played, they' mostly just <laughs> what yeah
2: okay yeah yeah
1: uh they mostly just played in the sort of Devon in the sort of southwest area they did they went to London a few times and they would coach up uh friends and family to the gig so that they had people there actually watching them classic so they'd yeah. pay for a coach so people would come to their gig so they probably lost. Muse. That is like standard practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is standard practice for a young band. At some point around this time they met Tom Kirk, a name that will crop up a lot more, who is essentially the fourth member of Muse. Okay. Uh not I mean, surely Adam, you know of Tom Kirk. No. As someone who was into Muse. He's not musically essentially the fourth member, but he is their manager, best friend, is in the studio with them live. He basically directs their shows now. Okay. He's kind of their a and r guy, but maybe not officially, but he's kind of just their guy cool um during this, they basically all went to college Matt did media studies he took he took a basic media studies course, which I think most of us all did and realized that it's not it, there's nothing much to it and Matt decided to go, no, but there's some grand conspiracy because I got taught about how advertising works
0: okay, and this is the right. they that will not force us or stop degrading us or control
1: us. Yeah, this is the same yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Okay, cool. The they, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. fat they. Yeah. Um, more importantly, that college had a little toilet recording studio, Sorry. which they started. <laughs> they started to you had a toilet. <laughs> had a well,
3: they
1: toilet. have played in every toilet. That's true, exactly. And you just want to spoil it. <laughs> That's such a shit lyric, Steve. Is looks- that the li- oh, I can't. Steve? Okay. Blank faced because uh. you might not have heard that song yet, Steve. Oh. I mean that 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 that
0: is emblematic of you know my issue with their lyrics. That is not a good what? lyric. The absolute... I have played in every toilet, and, and you, and you, you just, just want to spoil it. Spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> There's another real fucking uh, clangor on Showbiz. Actually, um, I tell you what: the absolute nadir of their uh, lyric writing is uh, uh, "Don't waste your time, or time will waste <laughs> you," which
1: means absolutely nothing. It's I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll there get, yeah, we'll we get are, there. Sorry, we're we, jumping we are. We are, we are about
2: don't, yeah, don't waste 12
1: the to 13 years ahead of <laughs> yeah, that at this point. Yeah, okay. Um So they recorded their first little demo at this point called This Is A Muse Demo, uh, recorded in Chris's house. Um, cool. It is copyright Geo Bell Music, which is George Bellamy.
3: Oh my so god. So okay. in some way produced
1: it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Adam, you, and actually this actually surfaced, a cassette of this surfaced on the internet in 2005. Okay. And Adam, you've got a this little This is what I've got now. You've got a little clip. Of okay, it. well let's hear a little bit of that then. <clears throat> yeah. So if you want to listen, it's it's like a minute of samples from a very very early to 1995 cassette wow. demo okay. that
3: did All in Chris's house. Right. Cool. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> I hate that. Now <laughs> I <laughs> some
1: funky face so going on though. This little baby face.
0: Oh, that's
2: cool.
1: nirvana sounds like nirvana yeah it's just them doing a bit of a nirvana right
2: i want to hear man better singing again here we go (laughs) tough luck oh (laughs) that's gone (laughs) there you go oh I like it. Yeah, I can't go lie quite like, it. like this. <laughs> uh, I don't like that. But yeah, it's his voice.
1: <laughs> it's the voice of like, a 14, 15 year old boy, isn't it? Well, yeah. Because it was, yeah. Oh, there you go. That was interesting. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. something. <laughs> I figured it wasn't worth going into those ones in depth. Like yeah, no, and and probably a good shout. Around this point, they get the sort of attention of a chap named. Dennis Smith, who was the owner of Sawmills Studio, which is a reasonably well-known and large studio down in Cornwall. Uh, so Dennis had actually heard of Matt from his piano days, from like when he was about nine, from playing like in front of a school function or something. Um, and he basically agreed to sort of take them under his wing, not in any kind of official capacity. He kind of said he would kind of guide them. Sort of right. give them tips give them helping hands and he basically said once I've seen your magic show I will record a record with you so they quickly they had to come up with a magic as well. show so they quickly had to come what up with was? a magic show they had to learn how to do God. magic wow um, so they. this is kind of all just during these two years where they just kind of gradually just played more gigs yeah, they yeah. had whilst they're doing that they just had jobs Chris works in a guitar shop Matt, uh sorry Dom worked as a builder and he packed Spice Girls t-shirts in a factory cool and matt got into stealing cars cool so uh, he okay yeah he when i say he's a bit of a naughty boy he worked as a painter decorator with a friend uh and he lived with that friend and that house was basically something out of train spotting Jesus. Uh, the guy was a drug dealer and it was basically needles and powders on mirrors everywhere uh that guy oh. eventually went to prison what a naughty uh, boy Naughty little boy. Matt That's never got involved boy. in the, the hard stuff. Just the stealing cars. Just He just yeah. got into a bit of small-time car theft <laughs> and then got scared off when he stole the car of someone a bit too hard and the guy threatened him and he had to give him Muses touring van oh. to pay off to pay off a 500 quid debt for a car he'd nicked. Oh. And wow. he swore off his life of crime. Okay. wow, What a real redemption <gasps> story. I know, right? <laughs> uh, around this, this is when they did the Newton Abbott demos, which is basically what we're going to cover. A few tracks from yeah, recorded them at Matt's college because they had a little recording studio with a new digital audio tape system <gasps> DAT. Uh, and this is <laughs> oh, right, okay, yeah. Basically, sort of, you can hear. Well, let's let's go into them. Yeah, let's do them. Let's let's, let's do talk them. about them. Let's talk let's listen about them. To them. So, you... so I've so i basically picked of the yeah. New Because the Newton Abbott demos were uh they were released in sort of a few different forms over the years. Um there's between four and fifteen tracks, depending on <laughs> which sort of release they had. Right. Um it's since it's since been officially released on the uh Origin of Muse box set that came out a couple of years ago, which right. I have, which is what we're listening to it from. Uh it did actually surface online in two thousand and seven, uh And basically sort of the fan community from Muse Forums, Muse Live, Muse Wiki uh, basically pulled their money to make sure that they as a community won the bid so that it could be shared. So those are the versions that Um, I have because I don't have the origins of Muse. Yeah, they'll be the versions you have. have You probably have them from. I mean, ultimately, it's the same tracks. Yeah, it's just there's a few there's a few on the Origin of Muse box set that never surfaced back in 2007. Um, I think one of the one I think I think connect the kettle lead, which we're about to listen to, is one of those. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, I think I actually contributed when that whole campaign happened as well. I think I put in a few. Quid. What? So a you, loser. You're, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> but we're not listening to. We're, we're not listening listen. to the whole thing because that just seems a bit mental. And last year we did a four track EP, right, as our sort of early yeah. days. Yeah, so, so I just before. figured let's do let's do four tracks, and I picked uh, I picked two that. We will hear again. Okay. Um, But never as album tracks. Um, Ah. And two that were never to be seen again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I. With good agitated. (laughs) Agitated coma, connect the kettle lead, and boredom. So, uh, yeah. Adam, if you want to play the first one, which is. Agitated. want to talk about lyrics?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, you can't understand anything he says in that.
1: You do it inside me sweetly mm. to my yeah yeah. You to do yeah, it yeah. to me lovely to my yeah yeah. <laughs> Adam, how's your yeah yeah? I do like it when they do my yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Adam, I presume you know this song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because this is like this is like a fan favorite to is this it really? day. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a B side. Uh, do, do they play this, live? Last- so yeah, this ultimately becomes a B side for a couple of the, uh, one of the Showbiz singles, and then ends up on Hallelujah. And to this day, is an absolute fan favorite, and occasionally gets whipped out at gigs, and people go fucking mental for it because because riffs that riff. Yeah, 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 it's a cool riff. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Regardless of anything else, fucking cool riff. Yeah, for sure. I I was I was playing
0: this around the house, like even just the the demo version, and my girlfriend said, "Who's this?" And I said, "It's Muse." And she said, "If they still sounded like this, I'd probably still listen to them." It's like (laughs) it's such a such like an undeniably good song, and I think that the you know shitty production of it actually helps it a little bit more.
2: Like it sounds cool. I mean, I'm glad that they learned how to like stay in time. (laughs)
1: I mean, there's a couple bits where it really... It slows down at one point really badly. I I like that. But
2: that's quite good. Yeah, that kind of... Yeah, it does work with the song, weirdly. I will say at this point, it's really hard to be critical of, like, teenagers just starting out.
1: This is the thing. So, yeah. You know, it sounds like a garage rock band. Yeah. Because that's what they are. Yeah. They're they're teenagers playing, you know, rocky music in there no no yeah. no no this does not sound anything like rocky music oh, no!
0: because that's all like trumpets and oh, no.
2: people
1: punching each other and stuff like that yeah so. and the, and the city of philadelphia exactly yeah. and there's yeah. none so of that yeah. yeah
2: yeah
1: um i mean i the problem is whenever i hear this demo i'm just thinking of the the pro- the quote unquote proper version of the song which has like yeah. a bit more embellishment to it there's a whole outro that this
0: doesn't. Although have they get to the theirs. chorus quicker on the like the normal version, don't they? I don't remember the 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 bit where it slows down after the riff. Yeah. I don't remember that big instrumental. Bit. Yeah, I
1: think they do, but I think there's lyrics over that. Yeah, 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 the exactly. Proper version. Yeah,
0: there is. Yeah, I think they get to yeah. the, the the chorus a bit quicker. I mean, it's standard like sixteen year old writing. He's talking about like true love, yeah. and
1: stuff, but and a bad relationship. Yeah, then. exactly. And his and his yeah, yeah yeah, and they you do it inside me sweetly. To my mm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, which yeah I mean, yeah he still has yeah. to sing that yeah. he still has to sing that now in 2020 he still has oh, to sing yeah. that
0: I tell you what right and I'm surprised it took this long to come up, um he does sound like Tom York on this one
1: I mean um, it's it was going to happen at some point but yeah. unfortunately we are going to have to do some segues into Radiohead yes at some yeah. points during these early Muse conversations
0: for sure there's a, yeah. and i don't think that
1: he i don't think this is the song no this personally. isn't the one
2: that, there is definitely one that i've written ready ahead in my notes i mean
0: this his voice sounds so much like tom york's voice on, on all four of these demos it's it's actually where's
2: tom york from
0: uncanny. like honey uh he's geographically uh oh he is from oxford i believe but interestingly Somewhat interestingly, he
1: did study in Exeter. I mean, there's you know, there, there is. I mean, we'll get into it. later. I think this is something we'll go, to get we'll, we'll into. We'll get into the elephant, the, the Radiohead in the room next. Yeah, week. the next
0: episode, I think, is where we get into yeah. into any Radiohead comparisons. Yeah,
1: but which, unfortunately, yeah. I know some people will go, "Fuck's sake, the Radiohead comparison." But it would be with sh- early music. It would be stupid. It would be silly to not, not to it. mention
0: and it. And I, I also yeah. then think we're going to mention it next episode, and then we won't mention it again. We're just going to get it out of the way and then we win. I don't know. Do they like. do have,
1: they got a song on Simulation Theory called Fuck Radiohead, though. And well, maybe we'll mention yeah. it on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a real diss track. <laughs> but weirdly, it's featuring Johnny Greenwood. That's very odd. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's it? strange. Um, the famous
2: guitarist yeah. from the band in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> the Beard Sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it's a good it's, it fucks right. It's got it's, it's riff.
2: cool. Yeah, not loads to say
0: about it because it's a demo. Like that, yeah. that's a circle, that's a
1: circle pit. I've song. seen it live and I had a fucking great time. <laughs> and yeah, they do still whip it out occasionally in the sort of for the fans B side slot. That sometimes they'll do on a gig. Agitated is occasionally a song that gets slotted into that. Cool. Song. That's so. That's cool.
2: I, I, I had no idea. I had no idea that they redid this. This is the first time I've ever heard it, and I would never have thought that they whip it out and they did. it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe that is a stage show. Matt Bellaby whips it out, um, oh but he, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected it because it just sounds like some teenagers making music. Like, but yeah. they,
1: um, they, they certainly in later years, they a lot of their old songs, they will still jam the the primary riff of it as a little sort of bit in between songs. And then oh, there's really also cool. examples of them like playing a riff at the end of a song
0: that then becomes a muse song on a later album. Well. We'll get into that much, much yeah. later. Yeah. So yes. I think oh, cool. I think Psycho yeah. is a riff that they had been playing for ages and ages and ages before using it.
1: Correct. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coma, which yeah. again also becomes a track that you probably know, right? Uh, not as
0: familiar with this one because I think it it stands out less than Agitated because Agitated fucks. <laughs>
1: Muse from the <laughs> Newton Abbot demos, recorded in 1996 or seven, depending on which version.
0: I love. I really like that weird rhythmic shift in the intro. Yeah,
1: it's cool. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think yeah. this is very like clear of what they're going to do with Showbiz. Yes, I think for sure this is like they're finding what they'll do. Yeah, you can hear like little
2: little sparks of what's going to happen with Muse, can't you? I've actually written, I'd love to hear a proper recording of this song. Well, well, you're in luck. Uh, There you go. (laughs) Yeah. I quite like it. Like, uh, in a weird way. I don't know. Like, do do Muse fans put these demos on and have a nice time and enjoy listening to them? Or is it just like a thing that's nice that you own?
1: I mean, I would would rarely listen to the Newton Abbott demos. I mean, (laughs) I certainly listen to... But, I mean, again, this is one that they deemed good enough that it becomes B yeah. B-side for showbiz. I'll tell you what, so... that is a song
2: that I don't like. It it sort of cuts out and there's a build up and then it's just oh it's the same chorus again yes. and I think this chorus goes on I think they repeat the chorus about seven times in this song. <laughs> but it, it is is quite good I don't mind it the, the, I don't mind it mate the mood and like the tone and the texture of showbiz
0: is like there it's like fully formed in this song yeah but the songwriting just like isn't there
1: yet I also think this one is quite Radiohead. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's quite, they're it's all, quite, they're it's all quite, quite Radiohead. It's is. quite the Benz, <laughs> yeah. but I'd say more than Agitated, because Agitated is quite a riffy, you know, Yeah, for sure. heavier. Yeah. This is very the Benz, you know, in ways. Yeah, it's
0: got that sort of soaring chorus sort of uh, aspect to it, yeah.
1: But again, we're not
0: going to mention Radiohead again on this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll we fall we asleep influences, can't we? so deeply out of reach. For years feeling dead, we can fall right out of bed. It's oh. literally about being in a coma. Oh (laughs) yeah 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 it's literally just about oh it's called coma as well it's It's called called that is a great about being in a coma. that is a
2: good coincidence (laughs) yeah i imagine
1: yeah i mean steve you 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 will get to hear a better version of it because they did so these first two they obviously deemed quality enough that they ultimately used them as b-sides for showbiz and in agitated's case stuck it on a b-sides collection that they did later these next two Less so. What's the next track called Lucas? Connect the Kettle Lead. imagine how much less massive they'd been if uh, Matt hadn't discovered that he actually could sing yeah. <laughs> yeah. at some point after they recorded but then it this. happens like early in careers cause, uh, cause
0: th- this is the m- this is the one where he most sounds like Tom York I think like early Tom York right. um, there's like it's weird because I
2: think the, la- the last song in this is the most our head I I think I think it is like in terms of the whole
0: band. Like the the whole band arrangement of this song doesn't sound anything like Radiohead, really. Um, But can I can I just play? It sounds very Rage Against the Machine. Can I
1: play you a clip of a Radiohead song? Go on then.
0: You'll hear it in his vocals, I think. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah the way they like where it's like <laughs> and then there's a bit where it goes <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is i think as as he discovered his you know his voice let's say i think matt learned that instead of going nah, he learned to go nah, go like ridiculous <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? he learned to take it 40 levels higher yeah I'll say uh, this
2: at this point. I've got no problem with bands like emulating. I don't know. Like I don't mind it when bands are influenced by the bands, and I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I don't know. People tend to use that Radiohead thing as like a bad thing. Yeah, as like a I stick I mean. to
0: beat them with. Yeah. Here's yeah, here's my thing. Don't... Right? Do they sound
2: yeah. like Radiohead in places? Yes. Yeah. But I like Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> so it's also like I mean, <laughs> sounds good to I me. Don't know. <laughs> I've certainly, especially at this point in their career, I've certainly. When I was a teenager, if I wrote songs, I, I'd listen to a song of a band and I like and go, oh, "I just want to do that." So yeah, I'm, I'm going to write some that song. It sounds again. almost exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, so
1: of course you're going to do that. When anyway. I was a teenager in like an emo band, like we we just ripped off Funeral for a Friend and Kill Switch Engage. Like yeah. Yeah. that was what we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this one, Rage Against the Machine, is there, for sure. In that riff. Except, I mean, that such is such a crap
0: chorus in this one.
1: Oh yeah, the chorus, <laughs> but that 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 riff is very rage, and they kind of never stop doing that. Like, yeah, that's true. They, that 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 rage against machines style of riffage is something that they still do to this day, either in songs or at least live in their sort of jams and things like that. It's it's clearly something they fucking love. Mm. Is connect the kettle lead that that just that just sounds like an
2: absolute in joke they had in the band. Like, <laughs> connect the kettle lead again, Dom. <laughs> well there is there's actually the like, there's is. bits in the lyrics of of him
0: saying like he's just hooking from another heart uh oh. sort of this sort of like elect- uh, electrical connection sort of thing i was wondering if that's a precursor to plug in baby oh.
1: well would it be a precursor to plug in baby because plug in baby existed around this time did it yeah. so plug in baby is one of the oldest muse songs and oh, took a while oh. before it found its place in an That's album because it didn't have the riff. So ma- oh so ma- right! Oh well, yeah. without the riff. Don't release "Plug In Baby" without the riff. Definitely do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just do three power chords. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. But yeah, "Plug In Baby" was was floating around at this time.
0: Okay, so maybe you know he you know it's mm. cut from a similar lyrical cloth at the same sort of time. Then in that case.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's got a fun riff. Yeah, it's fine. You know, yeah. It's not as good as the other. It's not as good as the first two. But no, I, think they, I think they realized that because they didn't yeah. turn it into a B side. Yeah, good shout.
2: <laughs> uh, tell you what I was feeling about that song. Tell you what I was feeling about that song. Yeah. Boredom. <laughs> oh. <That's>... Uh, oh.
3: <laughs> this is.
2: Saying okay, yeah, yes, very good. You know, like what I was feeling, and and then the name of the yeah. track.
1: Is that what you were feeling when you were listening to the song?
2: Because um, because what I was just trying to I could do a play on the fact that I was feeling, and then the name. of I this like track, this one. Uh, this is, um, you know, creep by Radiohead. It is
0: a little bit creeped by Radiohead. It's a little bit Radioheady, but you know what? I like Radiohead,
1: <laughs> so I yeah, this is so my I favorite sort of one. Like this. <laughs> so yeah for, for those who didn't listen last year um we ended up bleeping anytime we mentioned muse because <laughs> yeah. i kept bringing them up in a season that was about manic street preachers yeah are we gonna have to start bleeping the word radiohead? it depends how much we mention them <laughs> it really depends uh i mean i think as once we're past showbiz i think we'll dramatically yeah for sure. stop talking about radiohead um this it's about a breakup again. It's got to be, right? it's got to yeah. be
2: mentioned though, isn't it? Like because it is an influence, so we're not we're not being disparaging about it when we say yeah it. for I sure. For sure, probably we've got to say it, but yeah, it, anyway. it, it is it is about a relationship. But there's
0: also I, I've got it as being about being trapped in a small town with all the I just don't want to be here. And then actually, his songwriting here has sort of improved because he he equates the um i don't belong here exactly but he's he equates the small uh, being stuck in a small town thing to the relationship and it's actually quite a good metaphor he's talking about like you know like how sunshine might as well be rain and uh you know stuff like that and it's obviously called boredom um yeah it just feels more like a song than the other ones i guess yeah but, Absolutely. but adam, it's way
2: more
1: dynamic isn't it but adam Absolutely. that's not but there's no them in this song so it's not interesting that's true he's a not a song yeah, cannot be yeah. interesting unless you're talking about a big the power the power that, that we need to are take ab- back against <laughs> yeah um what do you think of that one lucas uh it's i don't want to keep saying their name but it's just it just sounds like Radiohead. Yeah, but that's yeah. fine. It doesn't sound. I'd like love it. It doesn't sound. It, like doesn't sa- head. it doesn't sound like. But it doesn't sound like my boys. It doesn't sound like my, you know, agitated and coma. I know they're they're muse. They're right. muse to me. Whereas this is right. not. You know, well, that's okay. muse to me. They've gone in this direction, but I don't feel that. I'd. Ooh, I don't <laughs> feel that. You know, because it doesn't sound like what I know muse Fucking go on hell. to do, which I then love, and yeah based my yeah. entire existence around. i tell you what, was... Lucas, uh, w- when,
0: when you said we were going to do like four demos, I was like, oh, fucking hell. Like, I'm not going to have anything to say about demos, because arguably they never intended for them to be released. I like these. Uh, these are quite good. I- I'm going to go back and listen to the Newton Abbott demos, because uh, I-, I don't know, I just like... The whole lot. Yeah, I-, I just like hearing them at this sort of level, that sort of shitty production, grungy sort of sort of sound I I like it I think it
1: suits them you get to hear the super old plug-in baby as well oh excellent Excellent. I think so uh I mean I could go and get my I could go and get my origin amuse box set but it's all the way over there yeah no that's fine
2: (laughs) yeah um we simply don't have time
0: we don't have time yeah we actually don't have the time uh so we're actually going to leave it there for this episode and on the next episode we're going to go from here from the demos All the way through to them conceiving and recording Showbiz, and then we will go track by track on Showbiz, their debut album.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit short. Do we want to go on a bit longer? (laughs) Okay. In case I've managed to do
0: a great edit, um, we have been recording this episode for three hours uh, I don't know how long the episode will end up being, but just so you know, we've been talking about Muse
1: for the last three hours. Um, I mean, existing listeners will know that we are incapable of releasing a short episode. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't And happen. new listeners... About to find out. In. <laughs> <Yeah>. Strap in. <laughs> I mean, we've already we've already basically... Sussed out that Origin of Symmetry is going to have to be a two-parter. And that doesn't mean a two-parter that will cut this length in half. It means we're going to talk about Origin of Symmetry for fucking four and a half hours. Yeah,
0: probably, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, look forward to that uh, because next episode we're going through all things showbiz. Um, So all that's really left to say is thank you for listening. Uh, If you have been listening this far, you're an absolute bloody trooper. Um, You should get in touch with us on Twitter, and on Instagram, because we love talking to the community and the fans around the bands that we cover. Um, we love hearing your stories. We love hearing your opinions on the tracks and the albums that we cover. Um, so please uh, come on over and chat to us on Twitter. We are at Pod. On Instagram, we're at What Is Pod. We're at facebook.com forward slash whatismusicpod. And if you'd like to tell us a story or... Um, say how you found muse anything about your favorite albums how they've sort of influenced your life in any way then if you email us whatismusicpod at gmail.com there's a good chance it will get read out on the show so please do that um and that's gonna be it for uh this week um thank you again for listening the only thing that really remains uh left to say uh, is mm, yeah. Is. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what about um, a, piece, a piece of advice? Okay, I'm going to leave you with this advice.
2: Okay, okay. Don't
0: waste sure. your time, or time yep. will waste you.
2: Yeah. Great. Bye. Uh, bye.
0: Sean Moore. <laughs>